0: Hi, you're listening to Live in the Dark with Video Drew. That's with me. Video Drew. This is a production of Content Candy, and you can check out the rest of our shows by going to anchor.fm backslash video Drew, or basically going to wherever you can find podcasts. We appreciate any likes, comments, subscriptions, ratings, all that fun stuff I think you do with podcasts. Who knows really though? This is absolutely my first time recording this, and I'm killing it. Okay guys. Bye, but stick around. We're talking about being
1: uh, afraid of people.
0: Yeah, well, we're talking about different things that trigger us pre and sure. post pandemic.
1: Right. Whether it's more, I, I was saying that I feel triggered having to do things remotely mm-hmm. because I live alone and I had a year and a half of my only socialization being over streams and such. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't like doing them now unless it's a thing like this, yeah. where it's a real thing in person interacting with another person. And you were saying that you feel more Nervous being around other people, which I was gonna, I was gonna throw. Out. I also feel nervous around people. I feel nervous <laughs> yeah. all the time. They both make me nervous, but it's it's sort of like a. Well, I was gonna say it's the devil, you know, but it's the opposite. I've spent too much time knowing one devil, mm-hmm. and now I'd rather deal with the other devil.
0: You've had Al Pacino. Now you want Elizabeth Hurley, even if you know Elizabeth Hurley is objectively the worst saint in this analogy.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Is that
0: movie good? Which one, the original or the remake?
1: The original I know is good. The remake, I got into this argument with my, my no, podcast co host like recently. No, it's not? It's not. We were asking, we were like, it's not, right? It's is it, not. It's, it's not. Funny. I think it's not
0: good, but is it? I think, good? look, Monkey Bone, I think, is more on the fence.
1: Monkey Bone, I, I like go. Monkey Bone. I like Monkey Bone a lot. I will stand for Monkey Bone.
0: I think, uh, I think Brendan Fraser's a hard one because he's so likable that I feel it like can. a lot of movies that it it, that he's in, he sort of yeah. elevates yes. into being better. Like The yeah. movie's a good movie, it's a good action-adventure, but like he makes it like a really great film.
1: Yeah, this is what we were talking about, is that when he got cast in The Mummy...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm sorry, this is not how you start your show. Oh,
0: this is great, let's just get into it.
1: When he got cast in The Mummy, mm-hmm. we'd forgotten, they kind of hid him in the marketing.
0: His right. face was not
1: in the poster, his name was not above the title, the poster was the sand face right it was the sand mummy face in the middle of the desert Was
0: that his big role that's
1: big break. well he had done george of the jungle Mm -hmm. he'd done encino man he had done airheads right george of the jungle was the one right before mummy okay and that was a big hit and he is like the lead guy but you realize like in my mind he's a titular role titular role. I was of an age where I was like, Brendan Fraser, best movie star. George of the Jungle, incredible. Mm-hmm. When they were marketing The Mummy, they were like, this is a guy who appeals to children. <laughs> we're trying to sell him as an action hero. Yeah. I think people were surprised that he worked well in that mode. Yeah, And then you're like, of course, it feels so obvious. Brendan Fraser, action hero. And then you look at the rest of his career and you're like, he did two more Mummy movies and pretty much everything else he did was goofy
0: yeah. or dramatic. He
1: doesn't really do other action roles like that. Yeah. He does a lot of family movies, goofy comedies. Um, He did a couple dramas.
0: Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of actors in that group. Like Jim Carrey never really did an action movie, right? Like there's a lot of these. So I feel like we want like there to be a big action thing in the 90s. And there was a little bit with Michael Bay, but like it's kind of dropped off. Like they're not considered like the high 10th blockbusters they once were. Here's
1: like a point of comparison, Mm -hmm. right? Nicolas Cage. So great. Weird character actor, right? Right, Yes. Oddball leading man. Yes. Jerry Bruckheimer starts putting him in the action movies. Right. Oh, this is so weird. What's Nicolas Cage doing in an action movie? Mm -hmm. It gave it this, like, interesting, unexpected juice. Yeah. And then he becomes a guy who does, like, 10 action movies.
0: Nicolas Cage is an interesting one because what is Nicolas Cage doing in any movie? Like, just, no, that's me. Like, as a literal level, what was Nicolas Cage's choices doing in any film? Correct. Right. Brendan
1: Fraser, it is surprising that he didn't cash in on the monkey thing more, Mm. that he was like, no, I'm going to do Bedazzle. Yeah. I'm going to do Looney Tunes back in action. I'm going to do Monkey Bump. Like I appreciate it. only going to
0: work against cartoons. I
1: think it's cool. That's exactly what I would do in his position. I like those movies.
0: Definitely do right.
1: Yeah. That's the one that's really surprising that he did another Jay Ward cartoon after George of the Jungle. Yeah. That's just like, you're, come on yeah go back to the wall one too many
0: times i feel like this was i mean not to complain too much with what was mm-hmm. going on in his life but i mean i feel like maybe the, the choices of windowing or like windowing and getting smaller well, him, I mean, like,
1: uh, but i mean so i i think that was his his halcyon bra. i think that was when he had the choices and those, thank you i was i was reaching for something oh i love it um i think that was when he had the most freedom and those choices represented his taste. I think when you get to, like, Journey in the Center of the Earth,
0: mm-hmm.
1: when you get to uh, Fury Vengeance...
0: Jesus, what are these films? Exactly. You're, you're hitting, this is when
1: the things have dried up, right? Yeah. This is when I think he's not that passionate. I do think he was doing things he wanted to do. I think he's a goofball. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just saying I'm impressed that, unlike Cage, he didn't go, like, Oh, I gotta double down on being cool action
0: guy. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But right? he's man. like a goofy guy. Right,
1: right. I love that about him.
0: I feel yeah. like the rock, like you know, talk about somebody who's been in the mummy, the rock is able to straw that line very well that he's like halfway between like I'm gonna do Hobbs and Shaw, but also like he can still play goofy. He can still play against cartoons and like
1: I I prefer him goofy. That's my yeah. that's my preferred rock mode. Yeah.
0: Somebody's saying Fraser would be great in a remake of Who Framed Roger Rabbit agreed. Correct. Right, you... correct. Bob Hoskins was a weird choice for Framed and Absolutely.
1: Roger. Well, and that's a case where they offered it to, like, every big Everybody. conventional movie star. Literally and it wouldn't everyone. have worked with any of them.
0: Bill Murray missed it, I believe, because he yeah. did not pick up his... He doesn't check his voicemail. Yeah. it's like, a, you have to call Bill Murray and leave a voicemail right. on his... Yes, yeah. He, that's, how you, that's how everyone pitches Bill Murray yes. anything.
1: Right, he doesn't have an agent, he doesn't have a manager, he yeah. has a voicemail line.
0: Yeah, so he missed the yeah. voicemail. Now right. like, He's so upset about that, I guess he took Garfield But I, I think he...
1: I don't think he would have worked in that movie. Really? I think, I think he's a little, I think he would have been a little too, um, I think what works so well about Roger Rabbit is that Bob Hoskins is so earnestly invested in it and playing it so straight. Yeah. Whereas the thing that's great about Bill Murray, and especially at that point in time, mm-hmm. like Ghostbusters is a movie where he's playing like Bugs Bunny. Yeah. And the entire time he's sort of winking at the, the audience, audience. Yeah, getting self-aware. This is silly, right? Ghost, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> join me for the rest of the film.
0: Ganha Bae is same. Right. He
1: can't be Bugs Bunny in a movie that already is yeah, about uh, cartoons. Like, you need the straight guy. Eddie Murphy was was offered. He's too modern.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, you know, Eddie Murphy's response, I think, was the most amazing thing. Yeah. He said he did, he, he turned it out because he fundamentally misunderstood the concept of humans working with tunes. Yes. Which I love because, like, that means that, like, he thought that he was actually working against a cartoon. I,
1: I don't know. I, want more I wonder, the residual? I wonder what he thought.
0: That phrase is so enticing to me. Nom, nom, nom. Like, what does that mean? He fundamentally misunderstood the concept. He fundamentally concept. misunderstood the, the concept. concept. of yeah. working with cartoons. Okay.
1: Uh, no, Brian Fraser is, is, like, right up there with Bob Hoskins, I think, in terms of the Hall of Fame of acting off of nothing.
0: Oh, yeah. Working off of nothing. He's yeah.
1: incredible at it.
0: Uh, as opposed yeah. to, like, you know, someone like a, the Looney Tunes New Legacy it, uh, Lebron
1: is not that good at it.
0: Not that good at it. But
1: you watch Looney Tunes back in action.
0: Back in action. He's
1: incredible at it. Whenever he's holding Daffy, you know exactly where Daffy is and what Daffy's doing.
0: It's so you think So you think he's better in one of the Looney Tunes than he is in in uh,
1: Space Jam? Sorry, I had the wrong thing. I'm saying Brendan Fraser oh, did like, his Looney Tunes movie. Oh, I was
0: like, wait, what's going on? Okay, I'm sorry. Two, two different Two different people in Looney Tunes.
1: Brendan Fraser did his Looney Tunes movie. Right. and. 20 years in advance, schooled LeBron.
0: I mean, I feel like that that thing with LeBron was such a... Just, it was so bad. I was like, I feel like I yeah. could act against yeah. nothing better than that. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: I, I tried to make sense of a, what went wrong in that movie, and I don't totally get it.
0: I was like, I mean, I just paused the movie at every single frame and just of mm-hmm. the big fight scene at the end, the big basketball thing, and I was like, why? Yeah, the, the basketball why? Is the scene
1: that takes up like an hour and 20 minutes. And,
0: yeah. yeah, but you have all these IPs and you've talked about them. You've mentioned Harry Potter a bunch of times. Why is Kenneth Russell's the, uh, yeah, Russell the anger there? Like, why is that there?
1: I will say a thing I heard. And no, I the won't, devils,
0: devils, sorry.
1: A thing I heard, and I will not cite my source on this. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's there's the Back to the Future 2 lawsuit that was infamous, What's where that? Crispin Glover turned down Back to the Future Part 2, mm-hmm. and then they wanted to put George McFly in the movie. So they hire a different actor to play old George McFly. Mm -hmm. They hang him upside down. They put him in old age makeup Mm -hmm. for the future scenes. And then for when they go back to the 50s, they reuse footage. Right, right. Right? And um, Crispin Glover sued and made a ton of money Mm -hmm. because uh, he argued they did not have his likeness rights for another film that he had never signed up for. Gotcha. And it was twofold. He won two different arguments essentially, which is you did not negotiate to be able to reuse footage from one movie for another movie. Mm-hmm. You owe me for that. And two, you hired an actor to do an impression of me yeah. and then put makeup on him to make him look like me. That is my likeness. You sculpted it after me.
0: Oh my God. Clever like a fox.
1: Clever like a fox. I. That's probably still his main nut that he lives off up, up to this day. He's got,
0: he, he, That in Airbnbs. Cause I actually yes. stayed in his Airbnb once. Yeah. I
1: have questions about that.
0: Okay. I've got answers.
1: Um, so <laughs> uh,
0: ooh, what just happened oh someone's gonna donate money so we're gonna pause so cool to see a show where the host and guest are in the same room yeah i nearly forgot what that looked like me too griffin me looking too. forward to being in attendance for your match in ny me too. do you anticipate cheers or booze from the crowd great question
1: great question i have no idea um i haven't done one of these live before
0: mm-hmm.
1: i don't know i guess the reputation is that in stock exchange is supposed to be a team of heels.
0: Yeah, and what's the what's the team is
1: he on? Uh, uh, is he team, on... guys. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So
0: they're the good guy. They're the facing right. you in the heels. Okay. Yeah. Right. So anticipate the moves. But yeah. I don't feel like I
1: play heel.
0: No, you don't play heel. Well, uh, the the post interviews with Sturger are very funny.
1: I I try to go big on those, but mm-hmm. I I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's this whole aspect of uh down that's like. Let's make this as like wrestly as possible. Yeah. But in a very literal sense of like wrestling people yell at each other and get this angry. Mm-hmm. And I'm more into just like yeah tricks and personalities. I think you are as well. Yes. You're not trying to like antagonize Huge people, you're just trying to do your own thing. Yeah, yes. John Sorry. Carpenter series so
0: far. Oh yeah. I haven't gotten to new Christine episode yet. What is Videodrew's favorite Carpenter? Oh, uh, it would definitely be uh, In the Mouth of Madness. I haven't seen it yet. Excited to watch that is, yeah. uh, That's Carpenter, right guys? Yeah. Yeah. That one's crazy. That one has Sam Uh It has a very famous scene. I, I just like it because the concept is very yes. cool. It's like a love yeah. crafting concept of yeah. a writer creating his own universe. We're recording that this
1: week. I think yeah. we're finally watching it this week. I yeah. want to
0: say the thing, and I want to say Halloween, but both of them are basically just like, especially Halloween is just like an indie month movie that did super well, and that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And I do like how he's like friends with uh, 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 David... Uh, uh, you know, Cronenberg. He's like a Cronenberg fan.
1: Well, he and Cronenberg had like a falling out.
0: Okay, well, they were I'm friends. digging into
1: this, yeah. yeah. He thinks Cronenberg's like big-time Tim. That now what? that Cronenberg has become a little more, like, prestige, sophisticated art house... Wait, what? That Cronenberg is embarrassed of his horror roots, and he, he told a story I heard where he went to some, like, dinner, like all the horror guys of that generation used to get dinners together mm-hmm. a couple times a year. They were like year.
0: friends. He had named the character Cronenberg and yeah. he escaped from LA. And apparently Cronenberg kind of, like... Well, but when did Cronenberg decide that he was too good for her? That was, like, in the mid-aughts. Like, that was, like, yes. Eastern Promises and the history Correct. of violence. Before that, that's horror.
1: that's when the falling out apparently happened. Oh, okay. And they haven't been on good terms since then. That's, that's what I heard.
0: I feel like that's embarrassing for Cronenberg. I agree. You're pretending if, like, you're David Cronenberg and you're pretending like you aren't famous for the fly or, right. like, existence or...
1: And, like, you can still be proud... Of the movies you're making today and yeah. the filmmaker you've evolved into, but it feels very disingenuous to disown yeah. great films you made. It's also not like they're like.
0: They're not, yeah. Trashy. Carpenter films are like not. Notoriously, like, they're not. They're more action y, I think even. Yes. Than yeah. I mean, Cronenberg is disgusting. He's always been more art house, but like yeah. Naked Lunch, like, those movies are. Yeah. When I think David Cronenberg, I think like gross body horror way more than I do when yeah. I think Carpenter.
1: I think, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um.
0: Oh, somebody else is saying I joined Jink, play, page, uh, blank check Patreon after watching Griffin's conversation with Harlow on the Big Thing show oh, you know, on that, Friday. Oh,
1: that's a nice uh, a conversion. Actually, I like that you spelled check the uh, the, European the European I appreciate that.
0: My favorite is Dead Bringers. Uh That's mine too. That's actually absolutely my favorite one is Ringers. Uh, Jeremy Irons playing twins against it's a real life story. Yeah,
1: like- no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I, I know it is. I'm trying to do the math in my head of
0: what my favorite is. I think it's. Video drum. I think video drums like very I think solid. That's my favorite.
1: I love Cranberg.
0: I think it's like a very like it's a plus concept of video drum. It's just like kind yeah. of the execution gets a little bit messy for me. And existence. Funnily enough, like Exos just yeah. remake of video drone but like yeah. for, the, yes. for the VR. Video age. Game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I feel like he actually was ahead, I just rewatched it recently. He's like a little bit ahead of like the culture on that. Like, Absolutely. He, he had a, yeah. like, alternate reality games, the ARG yeah. movement town. Yeah. yeah. Um before we get much further though, yeah, we just kind of started in the middle. I don't think I even introduced you. This is no. Newman. No, Hi, hello. Hi. Hello. Uh welcome to Live in the Dark Guys. Streamlabs are open, streamlab.com backslash video drew. History balance is good, guys. Uh Great movie. Somebody's yeah. asking, is that a Super Yaki shirt? For it you? is. Super
1: Yaki. They're a great company. They make movie t shirts. Yes. Jersey and the Pussycats is the best movie ever, joined the Army.
0: Is this is... Is the one by the guys who did, like, The Mummy is the best movie? No. Correct. Okay. Correct.
1: They do a lot of Brendan Fraser stuff. Um, so if you enjoyed See? our Fraser talk, that's that's a, a rabbit hole you can go down.
0: That's hilarious. So you came on here just hot for Brendan Fraser, like, hot to talk about Brendan Fraser, but then the shirt is just one of their other shirts, not the famous Correct. Brendan Fraser shirt.
1: Correct. Um, <laughs> okay. Love it. Yeah, I'm blank check because we have a we have a Patreon and then our main feed. And the Patreon we do franchises. The main feed we do directors. Mm-hmm. And so main feed we're doing Carpenter now, and then Patreon we're doing uh, Mummy. So those are like the two head spaces I'm in: our Carpenter and Frazier. So wait, they're so at the tip of my mind. Somebody yeah.
0: was asking: the Dead Zone is my favorite Cronenberg. Was Dead Zone Cronenberg? Was, oh yeah, it was. Dead Cronenberg. Cron- Cron-
1: Cron- it's Cron- 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 it's yeah. just like
0: not. A, it's a very Carpenter Cronenberg
1: film. Correct. Yeah. And it also you think of it as more of a King movie than a Cronenberg movie. But yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, By the way, I like how you say correct because it makes me feel like I'm getting things, like, Right in the conversation, but no, I I'm, good, I'm okay. about, yeah, I really do like
1: I'm, it. I'm glad you actually like it. Like
0: I'm like smiling really yeah. hard because I'm like I am being corrected something like. I, it's <laughs> some
1: weird verbal tic of mine. I always wonder if it comes off as.
0: Uh, no, I want to like steal it. Good
1: then. Use I it. Yeah.
0: I want to do it because yeah. it really places it. A it frames you in a position yeah. of authority, but B like makes me feel like I'm impressing somebody. Like, I think
1: that's what I'm self-conscious about is that it it comes off as me trying to put myself in a position of authority, which no. I'm not trying to do. I mean, because yeah. we're
0: talking about opinions and stuff. Sure. So I feel like it's it's yeah. it's good. Somebody's saying I have a tie-dye version that shirt Griffin is wearing. Yeah. I could just say correct. Correct. That's true. Correct. Yeah, I'm just i I'm just saying correct to the thing that you said that's true. Um so guys, uh somebody saying, Do you agree with me that Jennifer yeah, Gardner's role point? in draft day would be have been much more it, I mean yes, Peggy,
1: you gotta finish. you gotta finish this sentence. You gotta get Peggy.
0: the whole sentence, Peggy. I'll
1: give you my opinion, but I need to know the rest of the question. Jennifer
0: Gardner's role in draft day. Uh, Peggy loves sports. I so mean, that's a, and I know you were in draft. Day? I was in
1: draft day. That's just about my full knowledge of sports is being in that movie.
0: Oh, any uh, opinions about Brandon Cronenberg and Possessor? Yeah, I have a ton of opinions about Possessor. Uh, it is so cool to be like, I'm gonna like be what like it's kind of like Joe Hill and Stephen King where it's like yes. I'm gonna do what my dad does, and instead of like trying to distinguish. Sure. like between like the styles. Right. No, I'm just going to go with what my dad did and then like go harder Family like go. business. Yeah. It's
1: like I take over the auto parts repair shop. And, and he like used
0: so much of it is like visual references to other yeah. movies of yeah. and I was like, "Oh, he's not it's like Kendall Roy. Like he's just straight up like trying it's, to take them from It's
1: interesting. There. It's it's certainly interesting.
0: Uh someone else is saying I'm trying to see if uh, Peggy's Yeah,
1: I'm it. curious. Um, the rest of the Peggy question.
0: Peggy, come back here. Peggy. <laughs> It's my same verbal take. I see what you did there.
1: Not intentional. I apologize. But,
0: um, so I said let's get started with our news of the day. And okay. Peggy, if you want, you can send it to Streamlabs, and we'll mm-hmm. make sure to flag it, mm-hmm. guys. That's the best way to get your stuff read yeah. because this is a little bit. I'm like, this is as you can tell, it's a new setup. I'm no longer in the Black Lodge, no. and uh, this is a that's pretty cool a room.
1: Br- brightly lit lodge. Okay. That is.
0: Oh, see, you need to watch Tim peaks.
1: I need to watch my I was. I was. Uh, it, it, with great embarrassment, confessing to Drew that I've never watched Twin Peaks before. But I was saying in my defense that there are many uh, sort of uh, canonical shows that I've not watched. I've not watched most of what are continued to be the greatest TV shows of all time.
0: I was uh, working in the New York River for six years. No mm-hmm. big deal. not trying to brag. Uh, big brag. <laughs> big brag. Huge, huge brag. Big brag. But Sorry. I was the uh, arts and entertainment editor, and I started with Vinnie Mancuso, who's brother down. and we started a mm-hmm. TV vertical, like TV okay. Download. Yeah. And it was mostly focused on, like, you know, TV. But I was like, okay, well now I'm gonna have to like admit that I've never seen The Water, Sure. I've never seen Sopranos. Sure. So I went through and I started watching them and most of them I was like, this is a slog. Because as, as I was telling you before, yeah. the shows that we know today and we love today are based on the backs of mm. these great film, mm. I mean, this great uh, TV. But TV just by this nature was a different beast. Like it was like you had to do 24 episodes a yes. season and like yes. it was all different yes. and like, it's really hard to find accessible because it dates itself really fast. Yeah. Um. I find it really hard. Like, at The Wire, I kind of got into The Sopranos. I still have never gotten that into.
1: I I have a pretty wide tolerance for any type of movie. Mm -hmm. And I think I maybe have slight commitment issues when it comes to TV shows and embarking on them. But I also disproportionately watch comedy television. Really? Whereas with movies, I don't think I have a... There are things I like, but I pretty much will go see or watch anything. With TV, it's like it's such a comfort food thing yeah, for me.
0: Yeah, that you want to watch. I rarely
1: want to watch challenging TV, even if I know I will love it.
0: I feel I'm, I'm both the same and opposite in the sense mm-hmm. that I don't want to watch, like, Mayor of Easttown or something I know is going to be a bummer show. Right. But movies I even have a harder time with. Like, if it's not the genre of movie I like, yeah. it's, like, horror or comedy, yeah. it's a really hard sell to get me to watch something. I
1: kind of watch almost any type of movie. And TV, it's it's a bigger buy-in for me, I think. Ha- yeah.
0: Have you been watching, uh, I think you should leave?
1: Of course, I've seen these every episode of the eighty-seven times. So when I walked in here, it was just playing on the. Yes. Yeah,
0: well, I well yes. this this week I made up. Uh, I decided the best mashup would be Succession slash. I think you should leave Instagram and Twitter. That's I'm devoting all my time to because okay. it is maybe just the best show to ever just like just have the quotes out of context. Yes. With yes. different screen grabs.
1: I mean, this is I went out with friends last night and we were just trading quotes. It's it is satisfying. yeah, it's incredible. It's uh, incredible. It's the best.
0: Okay, guys, we're gonna okay. get started on the news here. News. News Anthony Mackie has signed on for the lead role of John Doe okay. in Seven in the Twisted Metal live action series at Sony Pictures TV. Oh, that's cool. The plot is John Doe has to deliver a package across a post apocalyptic wasteland. Oh, so it's not the same guy from Seven? No,
1: different. I don't think so.
0: I different, don't... Guy. D- different John Doe. I don't remember. Is it being in heavy metal?
1: Well, no, I, I remember. I remember what the vehicles look like in Twisted Metal. I don't remember character. I guess there was like an evil clown guy or something.
0: Wait, wait. I think I'm getting Twisted Metal confused with Heavy Metal. I thought, is it a comic book?
1: Okay, Heavy Metal is a comic book. Okay, that's what you're thinking of. Twisted Metal was a racing game, but it was like very extreme.
0: Okay, I'm gonna pull up the pictures. So yeah, you can and it. there was
1: like a flaming clown head on a car. I want to say it was like the main image of it.
0: It's like Mad Max.
1: It was sort of Mad maxi, but, like, a little bit, like...
0: What's oh, that? yeah, it is. Right? A, it's just an angry clown, dude. Okay. Right.
1: But, like, that's the guy I remember as being the iconography of the thing. I'm like... Oh, is
0: that Anthony Mackie? Well,
1: that's my question. Who is John Doe?
0: It's John... I think it might be the Twisted Clown thingy,
1: right? Can you, can you search yeah. Twisted Metal John Doe? I'm I, curious.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll search it right now. Twisted um, Metal John Doe.
1: also say, have you ever seen the uh, Paul W.S. Anderson Death Race remake?
0: No, I have not. I'm a
1: big defender of that movie. I think that movie's a lot of fun. I didn't see the original. I think that movie is kind of a... Oh, he's, f-
0: playing, the he's playing the clown. clown. He's playing the fucking clown. That's that's crazy. But, like, great? <laughs> sure, like, fine. Yeah, I I believe it.
1: as well. Um, this is
0: another Cole Young situation as Neurcronic.
1: My argument is that the, the Paul W.S. Anderson Death Race movie is less of a death race remake than it is a twisted metal movie okay so the idea of a twist a new twisted metal thing to me feels a little unnecessary i've seen the version of it i like but i don't know like, i, I mean, like Anthony Mackie,
0: I mean like that's cool i literally yeah. i'm so out of my death because i haven't seen the original i haven't seen the remakes. i don't know what this game is but it's cool that he's playing a scary clown and i think you know uh, he's already our i um, captain america sure. so captain america playing sure. a scary clown is like akin kin. If we thought it was weird that Chris Evans was playing like a, the bad guy in Knives Out, spoiler alert from Knives Out, and spoiler three years huge ago. Yeah. huge spoiler for Knives Out. Then I yeah. think that like Anthony Mackie should be allowed to be both Captain America and a scared clown dude delivering a package. Yeah, across postal <laughs> apocalyptic America. Yeah, yeah, I'm
1: done with that. Yeah. So wait,
0: is this? It's not really the Mad Max, but it just happens to be like the postman. Yeah, you know, the postman meets Mad Max.
1: Yes, I look. I don't remember the package delivery being part of the game, but but I don't have very vivid memories of this game. I just remember being a racing game, and it was like this is Mario Kart. Everything's on fire and twisted steel, and everyone looks like a psychopath. <laughs>
0: this
1: this package delivery so this, thing might be a new angle. They have
0: you played Mario Kart? Uh, people look like giant lizards, and like it, everything's on fire. Very metal. Very uh, metal. Have There's you no. seen? No, I've Metal seen Mario, the most metal. The most Mario, Wario also pretty metal. Yep. Um, only when Elon Musk is playing. Have you ever seen the one movie that I know is based off of a heavy metal comic, which is uh Blueberry, I think it's called, with uh no. Vincent Cassel, and it's no. like uh it's a psychedelic western. Okay. Eddie Izzard. Okay. Vincent Cassel. When is this from? Uh, let me see. Blueberry is like a. It's like a. It, so, I think it was a French. Okay. Uh, Western. Because I've
1: seen the the heavy metal movies, like the animated heavy metal. No, this movies.
0: one is not. An this anime. is an
1: adaptation of a specific. That's just
0: pictures of blueberries. Love, blueberry. There we go. It is. Whoa. Yeah, it's real. It's real weird. If I remember, they all just like take yeah. a bunch of drugs and kind of like Dead manny but then yeah. also like an adventure movie. This
1: is this is brand new to me. I I did not know this movie existed.
0: Yeah. So I just remember Eddie is. I don't remember yeah. much from it. Vincent Cassel. There we wow. go. Eddie Izzard. Weird. Wow. Weird wow. movies, guys. Wow. Wow. My dad's really into weird shit, and so okay. like, he's the one who showed me that. A live action remake of Metalocalypse would be cool. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, tell tell it to Hollywood. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's you with Griffin, but like, tell yeah. it to Hollywood.
1: I'm, I'm not Hollywood. I assure you, I am not Mr. Hollywood.
0: No, that's that's the guy from British Bake Off.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. that's Paul Hollywood. That's yes, Paul he Hollywood. is Mr. Hollywood.
0: Mr. Hollywood mm-hmm. to his friends. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's uh let's go to the next one of these. Okay. David Carradine was in that movie. Okay. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key has been cast in Wonka, Uh a musical based on the early life of Willy Wonka. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Full stop. He will star alongside Timothy Chalamet, who has been cast as Wonka. Key's role is being kept under wraps. There's not many characters he could be because we don't know that much about Wonka's Frickin' backstory.
1: So, my, my my brain immediately goes to Slugsworth
0: uh, uh, Slugsworth slug or oomph oomph, but that can't be right. It can't
1: be oomph Can't
0: be. Uh, I'm very.
1: That'd be very. Good. Yes, I'm very curious about this movie. I mean, I'll say this because I I think people every time this movie gets mentioned, people go like, "Ugh." Wait, really? Hollywood prequel. Why are you doing this? Paul King is directing it. Who's that? Did the Paddington movies?
0: Oh, we love him. Which
1: everyone loves. Mm-hmm. And he did the Mighty Boosh TV show, which oh was my the god, yeah? ever wait. Yes. He did Mighty Boosh. He directed all of Mighty Boosh.
0: Oh, wow. And
1: then he did a movie called The Bull and the Bear or something like that. That's okay, not okay. great. Okay. And then he did the Paddington movies, which everyone loves. And they solved uh, a Mighty
0: Boosh, yeah. Uh, world hunger. Yeah, it was number one film after Citizen King got knocked it down yeah, a peg. that's
1: Definitely the best movie I ever made. Mm-hmm. Um. My frustration with the Wonka movie is more than anything that it is seemingly keeping him from making Paddington 3. Which they're (laughs) not saying they're going to make without him, which means I'm not really interested. Okay. He had signed up to do Pinocchio for Disney. Okay. And then they were like, well, we can't wait for him. Paddington 3, we're going to do it without you. Was
0: live-action Pinocchio? Yes. Like, literally, like, in that episode of Barry, like, live-action Pinocchio?
1: Robert Zemeckis is now doing
0: it. Oh, that's worse. Don't do that.
1: So... Then it was like, oh, he dropped out of Pinocchio. He could go back to Paddington. They never hired someone else for Paddington. Is
0: Wonka... And then he sent
1: it for Wonka instead. So the only thing I that gives me some hope for Wonka is that it's him doing it.
0: Well, Shalmay's good. Shalmay's Shamae, great.
1: But I dislike that he's doing this instead of Paddington.
0: I, I... Close out the trilogy. I think that that's, that's fair. Maybe he just, it sounds like maybe he just didn't want to do the third one. He didn't get the money maybe. or
1: want to break. I
0: don't know. I have not seen it. Uh, I've not seen either Paddington. I've well, started watching. I, I know. Right. Good movies. I, I know yeah. about Paddington too. I've watched scenes so much. Hugh Grant looks delightful. In Wonderful, it. Yeah. Um, the only thing you could tell me that would make me like that more is if it was literally just Jesse Armstrong and like the peep show guys making uh, a children's movie. And then I'd watch the shit out of it. I mean, this is, it's
1: close to this. I don't know, I, I
0: yeah. Or like Matt Barry was yeah. like directing a kid's movie or like the Garth Randy Dark Place people. I
1: mm-hmm. think Simon Rich
0: wrote the Wonka movie. Wait,
1: really? I believe so. Oh, he's great. Yeah, so there's like, there are reasons to think this might be good.
0: An American pickle, everyone. Or if you read The New Yorker, all of that.
1: Everything. Everything. 50% of any issue of The New Yorker. Any I'm shouts Young. and
0: murmurs is just mm-hmm. is just Simon Rich talking. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Peggy's got the question here. Okay, okay, now I have, now a, have
1: keyboard. a keyboard. Okay.
0: Griffin, nooms, FWIW. I adore draft day. You slayed your role. I've had a few adult beverages today, so I don't remember what I was getting at earlier. Okay. this is gonna
1: bug me forever so peggy forgets the question she started asking and okay. couldn't finish typing
0: so jennifer garner and drafted do yeah. you think it would have been better it
1: if i it was just oh, I. I. we didn't even get an if out there
0: yeah do you think of a better i maybe <laughs> yeah now he's really curious
1: my answer is maybe
0: uh and then is saying it's draft day is is this like a is this like a thing you get a lot when you get recognized if people say draft day <laughs> to,
1: to a uh, surprising degree
0: i should have seen draft day before no, it's on uh, the,
1: that movie flopped pretty hard when it came out mm-hmm. and i think there were very high expectations for it that I had, was
0: too cool. it did not okay okay
1: it did not and it's also the kind of movie that uh was designed only to ever be released in America. Oh, no. So it, like, came out here and underperformed, and they were like, well, we're not even going to bother putting it in other countries. Mm -hmm. But then it, um, it very quickly...
0: If Griffin had a role in the Wonka movie, what would he want? I mean, the prequel, or, like, I would say a sequel to the Wonka movie, like, Grown Up Mike TV or something.
1: Yeah, I would, that's my, that would be my aunt I would be a Grown Up Mike TV. I'd
0: like that. I could
1: see that. There there's an SNL sketch I love from when Al Gore hosted SNL. <laughs> Weird cultural artifact.
0: Al oh, Gore hosted wow. SNL
1: after the 2000 election. He did a sketch where he was uh, Will I, I think it's he Wilberwon- was Wilbur Wonka. Oh no. He was Willy Wonka's brother who managed the finances of the company. And it was just That's Al like- Gore, very dry, wouldn't, not a performer, in a ridiculous coping, like have you looked at our chocolate bills recently? These are out of control.
0: It's a really good al. It was a good
1: sketch. Thank you. Um, I mean, it's
0: because his daughter's like a comedy writer, right? Because that's correct. Why she wrote
1: drama. for Futurama uh, yeah. for a long time. Mm-hmm. But that's right. I think that's what I think of as like, oh, I'd like to be someone who's in the front office of the Wonka Factory dealing with yes. Willie's bullshit. I mean, I've I
0: often thought we talked about this the other day. I mean, you're yeah. kind of bum, doing something that was sort of like a version of like I think you should leave, or like a sketch. cringe sketch sure. comedy, but like. In that world, I guess we're just thinking robot chicken, but like uh-huh. that's so in the world of identifiable e- like IPs. So it's just like it's all like yeah. that kind of stuff of like you know the, the Lucian from the Harry Potter, not Lucian. Um, what's the dad? Lucius. D- no, yeah, Night Lucius, the bad yes, guy. Yes. That he's like racist, but like Voldemort isn't because he's like I hate the blacks. <laughs> and like everyone's like whoa, whoa, that's not cool. He's like no, like the, the family, like the Yeah, yeah serious
1: yeah. black. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but it's all messed up, and they're like that dude. No. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but Willy Wonka is the one that's ripe for the imagining there because yeah, that's one
1: of those. I, I feel like Willy Wonka and uh, Wizard of Oz and maybe like two other movies will never run out of parody sketch takes on.
0: Yeah, there was even one that I think I've come up with before, and SNL didn't do it better than I did, Whoa. which is uh Grandpa Joe jumping out of bed. I mean, like we've won, and it's like yo yo, we motherfucker. Like I've been working after school. This whole family is moving around the table, and you can walk.
1: That's a kids? weird SNL's done two different. Grandpa Joe sketches in the last like two years. Wait, really? Yeah, they did that one and there was another one. Oh, yeah,
0: I think I've seen it. Pete Davidson. And then there was if a Pete Davidson sword.
1: plays Grandpa Joe, every other cast member is different between the two yeah. sketches. but Pete Davidson has played Grandpa Joe twice. Which
0: isn't what you think that the Pete Davidson movies far No. Is and I what, a thing for it. I think.
1: They maybe took the two jokes you just made and split them into two different sketches. You're right. You're right. You're I think one of them was, Whoa, you can walk, and the other one was, What do you mean, we, I won?
0: Yeah, yeah. But
1: yeah. they were two very similar.
0: No, God, you can help out. We literally had the same thing. So I was like, I wanted to show you the thing. But yeah. the second one was like, Yeah, it's like the we. Like, you, right. you didn't get like, it. One was the we, and
1: one was the. Well, one of them was okay. also
0: like about the other. I definitely really have a message. I love you. Here's some money. Oh, hey, thank you, Bert. That's very nice. That's really sweet. Yeah. Um, let's see. We got another thing in the back. What
1: What happens when you get to a hundred percent?
0: Let's. Oh, uh, then I then I do a little dance. Then we do oh, a little, wow. Just a little okay. Dance. Okay. So, Perry, Peggy saying uh, that means that I was bringing up the fact that the love interest was unnecessary. It would have been better if Jennifer was simply a smart and savvy exec in charge of the cap Tim? The
1: uh. Cap,
0: cap team. The cap.
1: The, the cap. I. I. This is a term that's used in the movie, and I don't know what it means. What does it mean? I don't know what it means.
0: Who do you play in the movie?
1: So I play Rick the intern.
0: Okay, that makes sense. And <laughs> chance. Thank you. <laughs> um,
1: it's like the whole movie takes place on the day, the draft oh. day, when everything's going wrong.
0: Oh. And his
1: usual assistant, the most high-pressure day. It's like time code. This guy's the draft. It's exactly like that, time code. Exactly like Time Code.
0: Wonderful.
1: This guy's the general manager. He's really stressed out. Everything's going wrong. He shows up at work, and his assistant is out sick because she has mono, mm-hmm. and they put some intern he's never met before in his desk.
0: Okay. And I
1: am easily befuddled and overwhelmed. Okay. And I, I mess up a lot of things, and then uh, and we, we bond. But that's, yes, that's, that's my part of the movie, but then Jennifer Garner's character is forget what her position is, but she's, yeah, she's some exec for the team, and
0: half is the limit. You can pay the players.
1: Gotcha. Okay. And she is secretly having, they've been secretly dating for a while. And at the beginning of the movie, she finds out that she's pregnant. Oh, no. So it's like all the stuff stacking up on top
0: of itself. Yeah, and you're like so she's not the main character. It's not her story. It's, it's of like, story. That's just, that's just another thing that's happening from that day. Correct. Okay. Now, now
1: here's my two-pronged response to what Peggy said.
0: Okay. We got you, Peggy. I,
1: I, I like the relationship plotline in that movie. Okay. A thing that bugs me is, in general, the lack of films with uh, platonic uh, male female relationships.
0: Yes, I agree. I, I feel agree. like
1: almost always female characters exist only to be love interest to men.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, what, what I would maybe prefer is if Draft had like two.
0: Yeah. Like a lesbian and, like, you know, Jennifer
1: Well, right, I, I don't look. It's like he can just have a co-worker who he gets along with very well and does not have sexual tension with, you yeah. know? I would like to see a woman in the office in that movie who does her job well and doesn't have to be defined by her relationship to him. Yeah, that'd
0: be great. I don't have a
1: problem with the Jennifer Garner relationship in that movie. It's just that's the only thing. I mean, it's like her, his mom, his ex-wife. Yeah. Are, from my memory, pretty much the only three female characters.
0: It's, it's, movie. it's a problem with a lot of movies. I was just yeah. writing a script for, for, uh, Martin, it was about like different horror movie things. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the hardest. I mean, it is real hard. You have to get like a movie that was written for a man, like, Alien, yeah. like it was, you know, Dan Brown or Dan O'Bannon, I think yes, like. yes. wrote it to be a dude character. And that's yeah. why her character just doesn't seem to have any, yeah. uh, sexual tension or yeah. like love interest in the right. first Alien because she's, she's supposed to be he and it works so well. And if we just do that more often,
1: I also, I mean, I saw people complain about this, but I really like the fact that uh, Shang-Chi, it is not a romantic relationship, I'm and they're just kind it. of friends. I
0: haven't seen yet. They're oh, just no. sort of
1: friends. Okay.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's... It's, it's not a spoiler, they're just friends. Yeah. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? April O'Neil? Never really technically got with them? That's
1: true, that's true. I guess in the first live-action movie she's got...
0: She's got like a thing for ...with them. Casey. Oh, with Casey? Hmm, I, I feel I'm... like
1: sometimes they have her pair off with Casey. But you're right, that is different because it's like, the main characters are the turtles. Mm-hmm. They never cross that interspecies boundary. No, she draws pictures of them. April is around. a platonic female friend. I do like that.
0: I think it's, I, yeah. if I can make a, a trope generalization, I think uh-huh. it's, when you get female oh, reporters, yeah. they can generally be more of platonic Here's gets, a Here's to being call. in the same room. Yay! He's hey, rock. Thank Thanks, Marzona. Marzona. It's Alex Marzona. The I think, the yes, great. the great, he's a, a great Alex Marzona. Griffin, have you acquired any steel backs what steel bags? steel, steel books? books. Oh steel books.
1: For like for like Blu-rays.
0: Oh, that you're excited about. Love you, yeah. lots, keeping great. Steel oh you mean like the ones that are like hard metal. Way into them
1: okay. Way into that. Converted David sims my podcast so I was into them as well. So I was I'm out here because I was doing um the power con, which is the He-Man convention, out in Anaheim last weekend. Yes. And I put a couple steel books on pre-order that only came into stock at Best Buy once I had flown out here. And I was like, I'm gonna be out here for like two weeks. How long will they hold them at Best Buy? So I had my pre-orders transferred to a Best Buy in Anaheim and picked them up and I carried them with it. So I have-
0: Wait, wait, really? It's like the time I brought all my crystals to LA and decided to carry them around.
1: Yeah, I just have uh, the two new Hitchcock Psycho, no, not Psycho, it's a uh, Vertigo and Rear Window. Okay. I got those two steel books, and then when I get back to New York, hopefully I have Carpenter's The Thing waiting for me.
0: Oh, we have a game of The Thing that's like Outpost 81. It's like yeah. a, it's, a it's, board game? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a board game. Sorry, I'm like trying to do this. Maxwell, I see your I see your thing, but the thing is, super chats don't go in that bar, the little bar barrier thing. So I just have to like do this really quick. Maxwell,
1: so, super chats don't go in that bar.
0: So super chats don't go in that. You've been super here long enough. Don't go in the bar. They don't go in the bar, Maxwell. Super like, just so good, the bar. You've like. been here long enough, Maxwell. Maxwell. Now I'm gonna have to do math. Super Nin- chat. Nineteen plus sixty-five. 19 okay, so nine plus. You know what? Let's round it up. So bad at math. Yeah, Seventy-five. Okay. Eighty-five. We'll okay. do that. We'll just do that. Okay. Thanks, Maxwell. Thank
1: you.
0: Thank you so much, thank you. you. Um, so I want to talk about, I guess we can go to the next piece of news. I feel like this, sure. is a, yes. this, yeah. this is the next piece of news. Sure. I do want to talk about Search Party at some point.
1: Okay. Oh, happily. Yeah.
0: Because uh, it turns out that I didn't know you were on that show and then I rewatched it recently with Neur Chronic and he went, oh, do you recognize that person? He goes, no, who's that? And I go, do you recognize him from the showdown? And he goes, no idea who you're talking about. It was mind blowing.
1: Transformation.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. I look exactly the same. Okay. You look totally do. You look like a different human being. Well, in person, I... in person you look more like yourself, but over the, like um, the oh, virtual
1: screen. interesting. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I look a little different on that
0: show. I think. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, like on virtually playing you in the schmodown, you look yes. different than you do. I also was wearing a stupid
1: sunglasses in my hat. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Haley Atwell has been cast as Laura Croft in Netflix's upcoming Tomb Raider mm-hmm. anime series. The show will pick up after the events of Tomb Raider. Tom Raider. I guess the events of the movie or the game. Uh, well, the,
1: the, this is the the recent video game reboot, which the live action movies were based off of. Okay. but it sounds like this is a different continuity, continuing the
0: events those of those games. So, saying the events of the Tom Raider video right. game reboot trilogy, so this takes place afterwards. So the same continuity after, after the game. Yeah, but
1: I think this looks like I'm. This now looks like a straw. Does it not? Like this straw? line coming out of the. The cloud looks like I'm drinking a straw. Yeah, it
0: looks like you're drinking like the clouds. No, 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 no. It's really good. <laughs> it's, like spaghetti, it's like a spaghetti strand.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, because I think they're also saying that they're going to make a, a Tomb Raider movie sequel to the Elise O'Guy movie. Right, and they're which, doing the Uncharted
0: one too. Yes. Is, yeah, they're doing Uncharted with but Tom. The Uncharted's Hall. a prequel. Right, because it's going to be Tom Holland. Right. Yeah. Um, and oh God, Mark Wahlberg, I think, is playing the... Mark
1: Wahlberg was supposed to do the Uncharted movie and play the lead, and then three years later they're like, do you want to play the grandpa? <laughs> uh, which, life comes at you fast.
0: I mean, um, yeah, first thing you know, you're stabbing out some, like, old uh, elderly Asian person's eye, and then you're just becoming Marky Mark. You
1: know? I've never really played the Tomb Raider games, you I will did. say. I think the Angelina Jolie movies are bad. I think they're bad and boring. Yeah. And I was really amped for them when they came out. I, I
0: was told that movie in theater, I yeah. I just could not remember that Daniel Craig was the dude. Bad and boring. And the
1: Gerard Butler's the dude in the second one. They have like- Oh no! They both have love interests who then become huge movie stars right after. Yeah, that. right. Um, I like the a Vikander movie. It's not perfect, but there are things that I really like. It was like, oh, I would like to see more of these. This is a series, I like her in this role, all of that. Uh. Haley Atwell's pretty fucking good casting, though.
0: Who's really is Haley, Haley Atwell? Haley Atwell
1: is Agent Carter.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I'm a big, big fan, and it now makes me wish that she had maybe done the live action movie to begin with.
0: But like, instead of the Kander.
1: Yeah, who I like a lot, and I like that film, but Haley Atwell feels like perfect casting.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those things. I mean, was she the voice in the What If? series when they did correct. that? Correct. Okay, so yes. like, she can do Doing it.
1: Correct again, yeah. No, I'd
0: like it. I yeah, don't, okay, I like okay, it. okay. i love it, Griffin. Okay. I have, don't get that kind of um, reinforcement from like anything else. Then I'll keep saying okay. correct. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, you too says Ty Lieberman. Hey, Ty. Hey, Ty. That's, he's the best. Hey, Ty, Ty. Ty, Ty. Ty, Ty. Um, I'm here to confirm what you were saying. Your character's look versus your look is very different. Thank you. Um. I love that role so much for you. I think I think it is a compliment because that character isn't supposed to be like likable. I don't think he's fascinating. Great, great character. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're
0: talking, by the way, about if you guys have seen Search Party, and if not, like literally, don't stop what you're doing because we're doing a show right now. But like afterwards, stop what you're doing, put on HBO Max, and watch Search Party. It is unlike. Any other television and
1: show? I, I say this objectively because I'm a very, very small part of it. I just mm-hmm. think it's a great mm-hmm. show, and there's only a, a relatively small amount of me across it. Uh, I it endorse the rest of it. wholeheartedly.
0: I don't think there's another TV show that is like it because it is such yeah. a interesting genre. Like yeah. it is, it is like a, it's a satire. Like it's a very yeah. funny, like satire and like satirical look on these yeah. sort of millennial Oberlin grads of mm-hmm. which I am one. But at the same time, being a very serious, like intense, like a. Uh, yes you know, missing person murder mystery yeah. kind of show, yeah. uh, and your character is, he shows up for a, a, a couple episodes in season yeah. one. It's so intense, and then by this season, we're getting like Susan Sarandon's on the show, Jeff Goldblum, I Crazy think. Crazy people, yeah. Jeff Goldblum's joining the show, yeah. it's, it's so awesome, and it was made by somebody I went to school with, Sarah so yeah. Right,
1: and then I went to high school with her. Oh um, yeah, that's yeah.
0: right. Oh man, we know so um, many of the same people, it's weird.
1: We know a lot of people in common, which we, we put together. Did
0: you have Slaney Jenkins?
1: that name and i'm not putting face to okay, it okay okay it sounds Sorry. very familiar um yeah for people about masters search party is about uh like a bunch of people uh who stayed friends since college mm-hmm. they hear that a girl they knew at college but didn't really know that well yeah has gone missing yeah and they become obsessed with trying to like sort of much like a lot of the modern trends of true crime mystery yeah. podcasts documentaries like we're going to be able to solve this ourselves
0: well yeah well it's it's yeah. mainly like if you took the took the characters of girls but like yes. but you you made it clear that you the artists were like aware of the the failings of the, or the limitations, rather. They're, they're very characters.
1: self-involved, yeah. uh, yes. They're like not yeah.
0: great people, but they're. Narcissistic
1: people. But you're also, selfish, on right. yeah,
0: and, but they're trying to do they're something. They're compelling, yeah. They're compelling, and they're trying to do something that's bigger than them in this But they also, of?
1: they don't really know this girl, and they start acting like we gotta find her, but yeah. it's clearly so much about their own status and all of it. Oh well,
0: yeah, Alia Shockbat's whole thing
1: about it. They're so good, yeah. And I mean, then, right, I'm, I play a, um, the, like serious ex-boyfriend of the missing girl who they start investigating as a suspect
0: you have a scene or a, a, an episode where you come over mm-hmm. to somebody's house for dinner it is i almost had to leave the room like it is such it's a ten, it's yeah. such an intense scene yeah. and it almost made me nervous to meet you in real life because i was like he has that inside of him that that sort of like you have such this you, you indemnify this sort of like toxic sort of uh guy who's not really you know he's not really the. the quarterback in school
1: or whatever. No, no. But like, it's no. not
0: that like kind
1: of nerd rage. Yeah. 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 Complicated dude. Yeah. I mean, I, so the, I knew Charles and Sarah Violet who are the writer directors, creators of the thing. And then they had done, I was in their movie that they did. See, it's children? Mm-hmm.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Really.
1: Have you seen that? Of course. I'm the guy, I'm the other guy at the beach that they don't want to hook up with. Oh, yeah. The whole, that movie's about two very self-involved people who get invited to a beach by a cute boy they like, and oh they my both God. think the boy likes them, and they try to get to the beach, and then everything goes wrong. And I'm the other boy at the beach.
0: This is the thing I didn't who understand. Takes
1: acid and is convinced that one of us is <laughs>
0: So Good, yeah. Uh, Sarah Violet in college, you could tell me like a hundred times out of a hundred that Lena was going to go on and do great things. Mm-hmm. And Ben Sinclair, who's done the show High Maintenance, was going to go on and do this. Yeah, I you could have told me in a million years Sarah Violet Bliss was going to write something this scathing, like that she, that she had something that was inside of her that was just like a true scathing commentary. I mean, Charles I is right. like that,
1: too, where they're both very sweet. People. Yeah. I mean, they have very kind of cutting senses of humor, but they yeah. don't seem like it. They're very, they're very kind people. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the reasons their things turn out well is they they run really good sets and they're really supportive of people. And yeah. they I, it's a very healthy environment they create on like almost all sets. Yeah. Um, but I did th- I did their movie and then they were like, we wrote this thing, we want to do it on Search Party when the show had gotten picked up. And mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was, and I read it and I was like, this is exactly the kind of part I would like to play, and no one would ever cast me to do this, other than that.
0: Really, you know? I feel like it's not that these characters are just kind of now emerging because, like, the archetypes of sure, yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, and this was five years ago, but she I just got like, and has been, yeah, yeah, and that that part is like. As you said, it's sort of this one episode that's like a bottle episode. Mm-hmm. It's like a one-act play that's like
0: oh, and it's this so couple tense.
1: and their friend invite this guy they don't really know over for dinner because they think he might be a murderer. Yeah, yeah. And
0: he's got like all we know about him is he's got intense rage issues. So right.
1: Like, yeah. Right. Right. I mean, my whole thing was I always just sort of like imagined he is uh, uh, undiagnosed, yeah, unmedicated, yeah, issues that need to be worked on, and just has no sort of emotional modulation.
0: Yeah. But what uh, I loved about him control. is yeah. that he's not dumb. They never play him as stupid or like unaware. Like he's he's picking up. that There's something weird about this and he's all these yeah. scenes that are like sort of comedy of error things, yeah. like things that could have been played as like. And then he's like the you know the boss comes over for dinner and this sure, all have sure. like he's just he's like not stupid, and so he's just like what the fuck is that? You know he's just mean, on th- the level. This was
1: all how they wrote it, but like it is a big pet peeve of mine when when characters are just kind of irrationally dumb, especially yeah. in comedies where you're just like. That doesn't happen. The person leaves at that moment. Yeah, they ask exactly. you the question. No one's like that easily duped. Mm-hmm. But it's fun to, as an actor, do something like that. Where, for me, I felt like the the fun thing to play was in every scene, playing with the tension of is he suspicious? Yeah, yeah. Is he on the level? Yeah. Making him sort of hard to read. Yeah. So he was never dumb, but you couldn't tell like. Is he about to blow up? Yeah. Is he about to break down crying? Yeah. Is it's, this a joke for him? It's like, you know the guy's so kind of out of whack.
0: It is like a Tim yeah. Robinson character, but like played as if it was like deadly serious. Like this, yeah. this guy could just straight up murder somebody, and you have like a, a meltdown at the end of the episode, and it's amazing. It is so convincing, Thank so you. believable. Thank you. So uh, good job with that. Thank you. Uh,
1: it was. I mean, it was also fun to do because it's like most movie TV stuff you do is so. Um, Segmented and broken up into mm-hmm. pieces, and mm-hmm. you're doing scenes and coverage or whatever. And that's like 22 pages that pretty much all take place in one room, mm-hmm. with very few exceptions. We were able to shoot the whole thing in order, mm-hmm. pretty much. It was more like theater. Um, and when things are like that, you can sort of take more risks because. You don't have to tie yourself in a knot with the continuity of what did we shoot two days ago and what mm-hmm. are we shooting a week from now? Yeah, like it was pretty much just two nights overnight shooting the whole
0: thing, uh, and it was
1: great. It was incredible,
0: guys. So again, yeah. if you haven't seen Search Frame, excuse me, please yeah. go see it. Please go see it. the yeah. most recent season. It's like every season, they just keep ratcheting up another yeah. level that you're like, oh my god, oh my god. The,
1: the fifth season, I will not spoil anything, but when you oh see what they're doing god. in the fifth season, it is wild. Yeah. It's sort
0: of like the malignant of TV shows, <laughs> which is like, yes. yeah, just like every season, it's just, it's just out of control. just gets worse and worse I'm not worse. even a big football fan, but I really enjoyed <laughs> for some reason. Griffin's perfect as Rick in that, and as Arthur in The Tick. Thank you. I always liked both of the old series and loved the new one, Rip. Looking forward to showdown Brooklyn. Right.
1: RIP. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Um, I'm looking forward to showdown Brooklyn too. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: my my uh dad, when I was trying to say like who I was playing next to showdown yeah. to get him engaged uh yeah. in my life and what I do, uh, I had constant
1: battle. A- constant battle. Yeah. You yep.
0: would think because he loves movies and he's like a yeah. weirdo that he would just be into this automatically, but no, it really had to come down to me being like, okay, so it's uh, you watch the Tick, Dad, you love the Tick, so it's he's a Tick fan. Yeah, he's That's a huge cool. Tick t- fan. So he actually watched that episode. Yeah. And he was mad at me about the Stephen king questions, but you know what? Like, I'm sure he didn't know a good marriage either. Sure. So that's,
1: that that one was really tough.
0: That was super I mean, tough. We
1: both bombed
0: that. That was yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was very proud of myself. I'm just on a personal level. I've never gotten a perfect third round before. I usually yeah. like, fall apart in the third round. So the fact that I was able to nail all those in the categories that I'm not really good at was yeah. like that was a win for me. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. it was fun. Um, yeah. what I guess of the this is the interview portion of the sure, show now, okay. but this whole thing has been like an interview. Yeah, yeah, But how did you get involved with the Schmodown in particular?
1: It, it was Alex Marzona. That was, oh. yeah. Well, okay. So when we were promoting season two of The Tick, which would have been 2019? Yeah. Yeah.
0: 2019
1: we're promoting season two of The Tick, and Peter Sitter and played The Tick, and I went on Collider Live. Okay. When it was Christian and Roxy so I'm Yeah,
0: probably. Probably Roka. Uh,
1: I don't think it was but maybe I'm wrong and I'll be deeply embarrassed. I'm pretty certain it was not Roka and he's my teammate and, and I feel Ella, like I would it's remember. Not,
0: it's not Ellis, not
1: Roka. I just, Riley. you know what? it might have only been Christian and Roxy. That's what so I, I remember check distinctly. So I to go back British. and check the tape. Yeah. But um, we did that and uh, Alex was It
0: was Mark Riley.
1: It was Mark Riley. It was Mark Riley. The answer Fair is enough. It was Mark, Mark Riley. Riley. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: correct. Um, Alex was working at Collider with Christian, everybody. Mm-hmm.
0: So was I. I didn't know. Yep, yeah, during that
1: period of time, yeah. Uh, He knew we were coming to the office. He messaged me on Twitter and was like, hey, I'm a big uh, blankie. He was a fan at my blankie. podcast, Blank Check. And was like, we're coming in. Would well, you want to do? Schmodown, we do this trivia thing. Because mm-hmm. he knew... My podcast, the origins of it are all from trivia. Really? David really? Sims and I, film critic for The Atlantic, Coast a Blank Check, mm-hmm. we became friends through movie trivia. In New York? Mm hmm. Did you ever go to videology trivia? Of course. That yeah. was my
0: friend Pilot. He used to run that.
1: Okay, so Pilot was connected David and I as friends.
0: Oh my God, really? Yeah, yeah. I tried to get Pilot involved. Well, no, I'm film. sorry.
1: I'm, I'm getting this a little bit wrong. So, uh, uh, David and I had a mutual friend named Melissa Mm Stonoa, who uh, has the show uh, Three Busy Debras on Mm -hmm. Adult Mm -hmm. Swim. That sounds good. But at this point, uh, none of us had any TV shows nor any podcasts. Uh, She noticed us tweeting similar things. Melissa did, yeah. Uh,
0: Alyssa. Alyssa, sorry.
1: And was like, you guys should be friends. Are you not friends? Mm -hmm. So then we slid into each other's DMs and were like, want to go see a movie. Went and saw a movie. We had a nice time. We got drinks one of those things where you're like, I might never see this person again. This
0: like a nice pro, some nice pro
1: meeting. Right. And a couple months later, he reached out to me. I was going through some bad career stuff, and he, like, sent me condolences, and then was like, you're back in the city. We should get drinks again. So we went, saw another movie, got drinks. What
0: movies are going movie? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. First movie we saw together, our first date, mm-hmm. was uh, Stories We Tell, the Sarah Pauly documentary. Oh, my God. The one about
0: uh, Alzheimer's?
1: No. That's a... W- Not away from her. What's okay. that movie called?
0: I don't Maybe know. He's called away from her. But that's not a document. Okay. That, that's one not, not a documentary.
1: Right. Okay. This is a documentary she made about trying to figure out who her father was, her parents.
0: Oof, Sarah Paul's career is so interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big fan. So we saw that, and then months later, we saw the Bling Ring.
0: Wow.
1: That's Our a good one.
0: That's a good way to like balance out whether you guys well, first of all, they're both okay. very, very artsy movies. Yes, yeah. yes, so, okay, so very you, artsy,
1: artsy. So people. you guys
0: see them what, in, like, Avenida Avenue. We Say
1: We saw both of them in Angelica. It was two Angelica yeah. dates a couple months apart. We're going out for drinks. Then he gets a text from Pilot. Yeah. Pilot says, I'm at Movie Trivia and we're bombing. Do you want to come? Be oh, like a wow. ring. And he goes, wow. do you want to go to Movie Trivia? My second time hanging out with this guy.
0: Yeah. I go, yeah, I kind of like trivia. This is me cute.
1: It's absolutely me cute. So we get in a cab. We go to Videology in Brooklyn. We get there, and Pilot's like... You guys want to look at the sheet? And David and I like hyper focus in on it. And I had I had gotten fired off of a big job. Okay. And David had gotten out of a relationship. And mm-hmm. we both were in that sort of void moment where we we're like, I need a new thing to obsess over. Yeah. So we just like uh we we jumped in, we started like the team started doing a little better, mm-hmm. and we were like, pilot, can we start? coming back every week and we be part of the team every week. Jeez. Very quickly, I think like two weeks later, Pilot was like, you guys are intense, have fun with this. Oh, Pilot like just straight
0: up left the program. Yeah, <laughs> um,
1: I, you guys could take over. So we took over the team and then started curating a new team around it. But like our entire structure of our friendship was this trivia night once a week, which we became obsessed with. Oh
0: my and God. And that we-
1: um,
0: were, you, were you guys killers in it? I mean- We, became, are, killers. Yeah, we okay. became
1: killers. We became killers. It took a little while to work up, but then we became killers. And we stopped doing it because we were like, Oh, we've become the assholes now.
0: Yeah, you guys are okay. That's we the, went
1: from being the underdogs, yeah. to then people being happy that we were winning because it was like those guys really—they they care, yeah—and and I mean, then it was just like we were camp Mohawk, You yeah. know, We were the assholes.
0: You were the you were the ski team from the populace. exactly. Okay, so
1: then we stopped going, stopped hanging out. We're like, we need new excuse to hang out. Let's come up with a podcast, and then we start doing blank check.
0: That is hilarious because I asked Pilot uh, if they would want to be in slow down. Yeah, uh, like when I was looking around for people. Yeah. So, and they said they just didn't want to do stuff in front of a camera. But yes. Like, uh, Pilot does not like
1: people, uh, cameras uh, nor microphones, which is very sane and logical.
0: That's very sane and logical. And I respect yeah. the hell out of their decision to yeah. do that. Um,
1: they were all, They uh, Pilot's a genius. They're One of the finest people on the planet.
0: They uh, kept getting hired out for TV gigs like that I was going for. And every yeah. single time I was like, I get it. And I yeah. like, they're, they're a savant at television. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, but yeah, so Alex was a Blank Check listener. I think knew that whole backstory and went to... Christian and was like, I think he might be good at Modown and then was trying to get me scheduled for a match. I mean, I guess this was a couple years ago when the organization of the league was somewhat different.
0: They, they, it was all very different until right now. And right. I feel like every year that I've been a part of it, like since yeah. 2019 on, it's been every every year is different until the moment we're in and it's always evolving. I was
1: vaguely supposed to do a match when I was out there and then it didn't happen for a number of reasons. And then I think but I made the connection with Christian and then I think he just kind of kept on saying like we are really griffin, we're really trying to get griffin, So then Christian messaged me like out of the blue, I guess at the beginning of this year, and just said like, hey Marzona, like threw out to me that maybe you should do this. What do you want to do this? I was like, Yeah, I'm locked in an apartment. Absolutely I want yeah. to do this. So that's that's the whole thing is that it's been like it took like three years. But he finally but got... he kept on pushing through Christian to to bring me in. Duh.
0: Yeah. When you were getting drafted, I mean did you have a big talk with with Craig or, or Tom or like I
1: talked was... with Craig. Yeah. I talked with Craig. Yeah. I, I was very uh so I watched matches, I mean, when when Alex was recommending I did it like a couple years ago and I didn't understand there was this much of a need yeah. it, there was this much of a thing. I understand it's grown and evolved and all
0: that. I, I, I went into this thing blind. Christian asked yeah. me one day, he was like, you seem like a good personality. I was just seeing a collider desk. I thought yeah. he was the IT guy. He didn't know my yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, he was like, he, the guy from the uh, OA is going to be on this weekend on the sure. tri- trivia show. Sure, you want to play him? Right. I love the OA. So I was like, right. sure. Showed up, played Brendan Meyer. Yeah. The moment I got on stage and people started booing, I was like, oh, I love this." Yeah. I don't have a background in trivia or wrestling. I just really love the attention.
1: Of course. Of uh, course. It felt yeah. so good
0: that I yes. just like, no, went see, all for in. For me,
1: it's all about the trivia. It's right. like, that's my, yeah. Well, especially, yeah, for, I mean, for like yeah. years, it was just like David and I pinned our self worth oh, largely wow. on trivia dominance. Um, but yes, I, I didn't really know what I was getting into. I mean, because Christian just messaged and said, like, do you want me to put you on the draft list? And mm-hmm. I was like, "What does that entail?"
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I started getting um, messages, messages, and a message with some other people. Craig was the only person I sort of like got on Zoom with, mm-hmm. and I realized Craig Craig's a really big uh, tick fan. I had met Craig twice before at conventions. conventions.
0: Oh, that's so funny.
1: So then we were sort of like reconnecting on that, and then I had no idea what would come of it. I'm getting like pinged. I think I think Alec uh, maybe DM'd DM me and was like, "The draft safe. if you don't know." Mm-hmm still the pre-vaccine pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'll watch this thing live. I have no idea. Am I going to get drafted? Like, mm-hmm. am I going to feel embarrassed that I don't? This list is so long. And the more I'm watching this, I'm like, there's this whole inner web of like reputations and legacies and all this. And blind
0: fans. So it's just coming in out of nowhere. Sure, yeah. sure. I didn't really know what to uh, to uh make of it. We got to our thing. Hey! Here's Griffin. Loved you in the tick. Uh-huh. Would you come back if the show got picked up again?
1: Absolutely. Uh, I, I was today, I spent uh, today visiting Barry Josephson, who was the producer of the tech. Ooh, ooh. And uh, his children, who were very tiny when we made the show and now are uh, far larger, and mm-hmm. the passage of time is scary.
0: It is very scary.
1: But his daughter was asking me about uh, uh, my feelings on the show and all that sort of stuff, and I said, like, it, it was incredibly difficult it was an incredibly difficult Mm -hmm. show to make it took a lot out of me i came out of it with lasting psychological and physical damage jesus i i happily would have kept doing it as long as they let me Mm -hmm. and i would not hesitate to do it again Mm -hmm. um but it was very difficult yeah it was Uh. very difficult but it was like it was a dream job for me Mm -hmm. it was like exactly what i wanted to do in so many different ways that it was like I will say, in a way, it has, um, I feel like it's fucked me up a little bit as an actor because it was so completely everything I wanted to do Mm -hmm. in so many facets. The type of role I got to play, Mm -hmm. the genre, the people I got to work with, all this sort of stuff, the fact that I was such a big fan of the thing previously and all of that. Um, It took so much out of me, but I was willing to give Mm -hmm. that much because it was something I loved that much. Mm -hmm. And now when it's I... a
0: relationship. It's yes. like an intense relationship. And it's
1: hard to get back into another relationship after a bad breakup. Or
0: think about getting back with the, the, the same relationship. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Okay. In a certain way, it's easier to think about getting back to the old relationship even if there were problems. Yeah. But when I look at other stuff now, I'm sort of just like, would, I, would it be taking this much out of me for something I don't care about as much? It's set yeah. a very high standard for me.
0: Yeah. I think that's it maybe why, yeah. I think that's why television and again, cause I'm just the big proponent of like prestige TV is like yeah. gone the direction it has It's because the seasons can be shorter. They can be a little yeah. addition. You can get those uh, great talent to sure. show up for it. And you don't have to commit to something that is uh, extended, like an extended commitment of season after season. It's like things can be self-contained episodic or seasonally.
1: It was like a very demanding one third of my year. Yeah. And there would be time then on either side to like recover, yeah, for four months and then get ready for the next.
0: I always thought that season. was that would be the weirdest part about being an actor is the downtime. Like, because you yeah. have a lot of downtime. I, I was yeah. married to somebody who was a news anchor, and mm-hmm. it would be so weird to go to parties and the famous people would all flock to him because all they do is watch MSNBC. Sure. The like they they just were the biggest news junkies because right. they are the ones who are like plugged in. They yeah. have so much time to do that between yeah. doing sets, and like that would drive me that shit
1: you're saying like downtime on set or downtime in between both. jobs or both both yeah both. like yeah. it's just a
0: lot of time yeah. of thinking and just yeah. just waiting for you to be called up yeah you know? yeah
1: i mean it's it, one of the reasons like uh doing the podcast is helping doing things like schwannum or whatever it's nice to have yeah. things that are like order your
0: life yeah
1: <laughs> to, to order your life a little bit
0: i got really into pokemon Cold yeah game. not yeah. playing uh well playing the, the switch game but Went from like zero interest about in Pokemon to yeah. finding somebody's cards in the back of their closet and just being like, okay, I'll try to sell them online. Yeah. Now it's just like my life, and I've gotten to other card games. And I've gotten just...
1: too into collecting too many different
0: things. Really? A
1: nightmare. Yeah. It is an absolute nightmare.
0: Like, give me an example.
1: Well, like, like it's so many, it's so many different facets of things now. But like,
0: I do so I good. I
1: have come out of this trip, mm-hmm. I believe, with <sighs> perhaps. No, I'm I'm upping the number oh, no. now. I think maybe nine <laughs> different collectible glasses.
0: Oh no, Griffin! No, like what? Okay.
1: Like like souvenir like upcharge glasses, like theme park things, okay. weird like themed things,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, like movie tiki mugs, but then glasses that are sort of like replicas of old like Burger King and tie in. You get
0: them here.
1: Glasses. It's not like I come to LA to get glasses.
0: Okay. I
1: went to I, I was here for the He-Man convention.
0: Conventions, you gotta get stuff. I right.
1: Mean, so it's... I got one there, and then I went to Disneyland and I got a couple more there.
0: Okay.
1: And then I went to Universal and we got a couple more there. Oh my God. It was not. It's only I guess because I did a convention and and then two theme parks.
0: I mean, I I did. Yeah. I'm not sure if I said this on air or not, but like I do the same thing. I I like a, I get into something and it's like that that adaptation, like the Chris Cooper adaptation, like, yes. I get so into something, hyper-focused, hyper-focused yeah. and yeah. then one day I wake up and I'm like, fuck fish, like, and that's how so much fuck I'm fish is, like, I'm yeah. all out, Yeah, yeah. but, like, I, I realize it's it's the obsession that makes it worth having, not yeah. the actual item, it can be anything, it can literally well, be anything. Yeah.
1: so my big thing is, like, on the Masters of the Universe Revelation, mm-hmm. I play Warco. Oh, and you're on that show. I'm on that show. I play Orko, who's a character I've always like loved. And I've been a fan of, of He-Man and stuff for, for decades. And he's a
0: ghost or a magician? He, he's
1: a magician. He's okay. a, he, he looks sort of ghostly because he's like a floating robe. Yeah. And then you can't see his face. You just see his eyes. He's huh? a Trollin, which is sort of like a troll-like magical species. But uh, you see his blue ears poke out of his hat, and then other than that, he's got a scarf around him, you just see his eye poking through, and he looks a little bit like a ghost. He looks
0: a like Pokemon. I like he it. looks like
1: a Pokemon, he does. And he looks like a Final Fantasy character I forget the name of, because I
0: didn't play that and game. People love to draw him. Like, your Instagram has proven that people love to get tattoos, draw yes. this guy, yeah. fan favorite.
1: But I, So I got the part maybe right before the pandemic started. Uh, Jesus
0: Christ. Or I,
1: it's such a long process. Your
0: career seems so uh, traumatic
1: <laughs> in, in certain ways, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to complain, but in certain yeah. ways, sure. Um, I I got I got cast and then started working right before the pandemic. And then everything was sort of held back for a while. I'd mm-hmm. done a lot of it. And everything was sort of on pause for a while. Mm-hmm. But it was very easy for me to hyper-fixate on, oh, what if I tried to collect every single Orco thing that's ever been made?
0: No! And there's
1: such an easy justification there yeah. I'm like, wow, it's God,
0: it's my character. Yeah, I am Research,
1: orco. business write off, tax expense. Oh my you know, god! Whatever. It's business
0: write off. I I could
1: it's, not. I that's tried. how
0: big Hollywood gets you. I know.
1: I couldn't do it. I couldn't figure out how. You can have it.
0: the Garfield house from like. Uh, I'm sorry to bother you, but it's just and That's Everybody's, what it feels like. I just have house. so much
1: fucking Orco stuff now. But as you <laughs> said, part of it is the hunt of like trying to figure out what is out there.
0: Yeah. You know it's where literally- I'm like. Right. I go to a state, I go to online estate sales, yes. I go to like auction things right. online, yeah.
1: You're trying, it's as much about the thrill of the hunt, the identification of the things, mm-hmm. and like, I met two people at the convention who like had major Oracle collections. We are all comparing notes about like- oh, Where you find out I have this, I don't have that. Yeah. And then there's stuff where like, cause He-Man was so big for a while, they made everything. They just made every type of oh, merchandise. Oh, like in, fact, in
0: the OG days. Yeah,
1: yeah. so then you look and you're like, okay, there's a Skeletor toothbrush.
0: Yeah. Skeletor, like chaise Lounge. Right,
1: and some- you're like, did they make the other characters? You find one item, right? Yeah. And then you immediately have to track what company made this?
0: Yeah, and did they
1: also make an Orko version? And
0: is there like a Japanese version of it that's slightly different? Well, that's
1: I. Mean, I mean, I've been focusing on the American stuff, and now I'm starting to slip into the variations. Oh, I, I got
0: it. My thing with Pokemon is like it's Japanese or bust for me because there You're so all
1: Japanese. Wow. I, I mean, okay. I have
0: America, I have the US stuff, but like the yeah. Japanese stuff is so much crazier looking. It's yeah. So much more bonkers. It's yeah. like their version of what they think yeah. Pokemon look like com- It's. It is
1: bonkers. Well, He-Man, like, very big in South America at the time, and even has sort of stayed bigger in South America than did North America for many years. So there's a lot of cool bootleg stuff, which I've now gotten into as, like, orco folk art. You know, where you're, like, the ways in which they're done wrong and and things like that. And then my big holy grail now is that in Brazil, I believe in only Brazil.
0: Okay, we have a Brazilian person that used to be uh, a co-host on the show, so he might be able to Get this for you.
1: In only Brazil, Orco is named Gorpo.
0: Oh no! It's because
1: of some rights issue with something else, but I'm always trying to find like mint in package stuff that says Gorpo instead of Orco, which does not yeah, hit well, eBay very often. You know
0: what? We're going to have to get Danny on this. Let's, Danny. let's make a note. Danny Crowboy, we have to get you getting Gorpo stuff because they, they have a weird name for Big Bird too. It's like yeah. they have a meth looking Big Bird who, like, is yellow yeah. with cracked out eyes.
1: This is the exact same thing, and someone explained it to me once, but there's, like, the name Orko has some other association, either with a person or a slang term for something else. Okay. So they named him Gorpo instead. Gorko
0: is so yeah. funny. Gorko is hilarious. Yeah. Um, because we're already at the hour-long mark, Okay. Uh, I want to play, like, maybe two rounds, two rounds, two rounds yes. of this, this yes, game. Yes, absolutely, yes. That is very clever. uh uh-huh. perfect for this. It is sure. make this toy uh-huh. into a movie, and we pick toys that are not movies... Ever, which is apparently pretty hard to do Yeah, because Garbage Pail yeah. Kids, a movie.
1: A movie I love. I mean, it's it's my favorite bad movie. I'm not someone who has a lot of, like, The Room style what? You don't movies. like the Mac and Me? Like, it's not
0: Mac and me?
1: I, I, I'm not saying... Garbage Pail Kids occupies the Mac and Me slot for me, but that's my favorite movie of that.
0: Yep. Okay. I okay.
1: enjoy Mac and Me. Garbage Pail Kids, I watch obsessively. It is...
0: Oh. It is equally
1: confounding where you just want to study it and pull it apart. And
0: yeah, I mean, I grew up, sense I, I grew up with Mr. Sean That's what made me and my dad used to, like, raise me on and die like uh-huh. Mr. Sean So, like, it, to me, it's, like, indistinguishable between good movies and movies that are just, like, bad, but you have so much fun watching them.
1: Uh, Garfield Kids is very bizarre because it's, like, a musical and it's a children's film, but it's also, like, a flash dance ripoff. Oh, my God. And it's got these horrifying robots in it.
0: Like Howard the Ducky kind of or ducky. Yeah, but, but like yes. l-
1: like stranger. Like okay. truly more strange. I recommend it to anyone who likes any of the types of movies you've
0: I just mentioned. I do... Mac and
1: me, Howard the Duck, Garfield Kids, they're on a uh, an equilibrium. I... Not an equilibrium what's the term uh, a Spectrum. A spectrum, thank you.
0: I do have a weird uh made me cry as a kid. Strange. That's strange because you were scared or because it it's affected bad. you. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: wish you had rented something else. You wasted you, a rental.
0: The, the scene with the, with the going down the clip. Uh, the, the Paul Rudd clip. The yeah. Paul red clip is yeah. amazing. See, I would
1: argue Garbage Pail Kids movie has clips that are even weirder than that. I would like people to...
0: The Garbage Pail Kid, bit. guys. Let's watch it. Yeah,
1: Garbage Pail Kids movie. Uh,
0: okay, so game pick. Clips is plastic toy as a movie. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. A- I'm trying to pull up a photo of the thing. Okay. There we go. See that's the that's the black lodge. Is the I, know, I know what it is. Right.
1: I'm embarrassed. I haven't seen it, but I do know what it is. Yes. Etch a
0: sketch. Well, this is a real not to use pun, but a blank canvas.
1: Okay. Truly,
0: <laughs> truly a blank canvas. Well,
1: I mean, Etch a sketch, of course, did play a role in Toy Story. Yes. So he's got he's got bona fides. I don't want to gender him. Yeah. Etch a sketch. They they have. Oh, you
0: want a brave little toaster? It. It's like a... I'm just saying.
1: No, I'm just saying that we know Etch a sketch plays on camera. That there's, there's some screen presence there.
0: I was thinking more of MacGuffin. Like, the Etch-a-Sketch is, like, the Infinity Gauntlet or something. Like, you can hmm. create a universe with an Etch-a-Sketch, and, like, it's it's the MacGuffin thing. Maybe it is an entity. Like, it is uh, oh, alive.
1: that's an interesting idea. I mean, I'm just saying, I think Etch-a-Sketch gives a good performance in Toy Story. Right. right? So I'm just thinking, like, you want to use Etch-a-Sketch as a performer right. wisely. But I do think the, the plot... I don't think the movie can be edge-of-sketch as a character and then it goes on adventure. I think the plot has to hinge on the inherent ability of the edge-of-sketch. Right. Which I think, look, right there, what do we see? It says magic screen. So let's take that literally.
0: Right. The exactly. screen
1: is magical. I think you're on a good point here, which is like, it's it's a story about whatever you draw in the edge-of-sketch comes to life. Oh, right? yeah. I love that. It's,
0: like kind of, it's not a horror version. No. But it's like, you know how they turned Ouija into like, my am going a second Correct. great Ouija movie. Yeah using the concept of Luigi as a MacGuffin, I right. think that there's something there. That you, I think there's that something thing, there. You're never a new story or right. like never a new story. Ugh. Yes. Pagemaster?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a little like that. It's like in the purple crayon or something like that. Yes. I think that's what you do. It's about building a fantasy world with the magical, Done. magic screen. Done.
0: Done. Next one. 200 million domestic. <laughs> Done. <laughs> 200 million. This is Done. a billion. Who would direct that?
1: Who would direct that?
0: Uh, Tim Story? Uh, Tim Story? Sure, yeah, let Tim Let's, let's, do, let's, let's it. do it. Bop It. Ooh, this was, is tough. What is a bop it again? You, Drew, you, you jumped around it?
1: No, no. That's I think you're thinking of uh, what was it? Kick it? Kick, kick it, kick it. did
0: like hop right. around it. Okay. Yeah,
1: skip it, skip it. Skip that was it. called skip it.
0: What is this? Bop
1: it is. It's like Simon. You remember Simon, the game where you have to remember the pattern of. Like, oh yeah, I, I know Simon. So it's that kind of like handheld electronic game with sound. And it's got three things you do. Twist it. The yellow, you twist it. Oh,
0: I saw this advertised all the time at Nickelodeon when I was a kid. Yeah,
1: bop it, you smack it, the button, and then pull it, you know.
0: Okay, so I resist the urge to just MacGuffin it again. And
1: it's like Simon Says where it's like, bop it, boom. Yeah, Twisted. Boom! You're just following the.
0: Well, that's going to be hard to make a a movie. It Gets
1: faster and faster. It's hard to make a new
0: because new because the trajectory of it is conformity and like obeying, right. o- like obeying. And
1: repetitions—the same thing happening over and over and over again. The stakes intensifying.
0: So maybe it's like Wreck-It Ralph in the sense that the story is about breaking out of the system of Bobbit. Interesting. So, I, so like the the goal is to lose. And, you know, I was so
1: going to go in a very opposite direction.
0: Okay, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I was going to go like saw with it. That it's, it's... Oh,
0: whoa, that's so This good. is a
1: twisted game.
0: Yes, You I love have that.
1: to play. If people are fighting for their freedom. They're bopping, bopping they're bopping it, twisting it, and pulling it for their freedom. Oh, and I like love you're it. You're trying to understand who is this sick mind.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and I, 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 at the end, maybe the twist is it turns out to be like Milton Bradley.
0: I was say, this is a Willy Wonka-like scenario. Right. I love that. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, he's, they're in a warehouse even. It's like yes. the same one from right. both Wonka but and these Soft.
1: speakers are just... And then, right, they're having to follow all these commands and figure out how to escape. Oh, I love why it. they've been kidnapped.
0: Maybe one of them, like maybe they are the mechanisms too. Like it's like sure. one of them's dressed in yes. yellow, one of them's dressed yeah. in blue, and yeah. one of them's purple.
1: Right, and they're just
0: like hitting each other and like right. It's three know. people.
1: They don't know. They wake each up. Other they wake up. What's the connection? Who brought us here?
0: Yeah, maybe it's played backwards, like, like it,
1: Twist it, pull it.
0: Yeah, I love it. Have you seen the Escape Room movies? Yes, can we talk?
1: Have you seen the second
0: one? Has it come out already?
1: It has. It was a real uh, victim of of the pandemic. Oh, my God. The
0: first movie I saw, and I was like, I don't think there's a movie that could be worse than this. Oh, I love it. The next day I saw Fantasy Island, and I was like, oh, never mind. Fucking amazing movie, Escape Room.
1: I will say, I love Escape Room. I love Escape Room 2 even more.
0: Oh, wow. I think
1: it's really good.
0: Well, the thing about Escape Room for me is yeah. it's reminiscent of the movie that I find like one of my top five movies unironically of all time, which is Cube.
1: Yes, very similar to Cube.
0: Uh, but it's almost yeah. like a, like, whereas Cube does the thing where it's like, you don't really need to know who's pulling the strings. That's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie right. is to focus on the human conditions and the people involved. Yes. yeah yeah. It, escape room is almost like i felt like overly explanatory about like who what their thing is and sure but i think the answers are
1: so satisfyingly bug nuts <laughs>
0: it's like i forget what it was in the first place it's like a great society it's like a like a, a hostel it's,
1: it's like a society of rich people who...
0: it's a hostel yes okay yes
1: a little bit yeah but it's it, it's it's a really insane Large, all encompassing, all powerful organization that, especially when you get to the sequel, you're like, they can do anything they want.
0: Well, that's what seemed weird about the, yeah. the first one is the implication that they have it's like New World Order.
1: Yes, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, right. perfect. Okay, let's try to
0: do one or two more of uh-huh. these and we're out. Cube is okay. dope. Cube is the best movie. Keep rules. Vincenzo. No this is Tom. a
1: running bit we have on Blank Check really? that, that, uh. Uh, cube to hypercube is the
0: best thing title
1: ever. Right, that like people like to make the electric boogaloo jokes, but the funniest sequel title structure is, is... blank to yeah. hyper blank.
0: Hyper blank. So whenever
1: we joke about movies having sequels, we call them blank to hyper blank.
0: That's so good because it's to the power of 2 would be a hypercube. Yeah. That's
1: and then we recently did a second episode on the movie Clifford for a bunch of reasons. Oh, I Martin love Taylor. that movie. So we called the episode Clifford to hyper <laughs> but that's yeah. We just love blank to hyper.
0: It's why I know the term tesseract. It's not from the Marvel no, movie, folks. No. It's because from like cube, baby. Because the fourth, the fourth dimension is time.
1: Fourth dimension is time.
0: The fourth dimension is time, guys. And yeah. the fifth element's love. love. Uh, fifth element is her. She and they uses love. Right. We just did a quiz on this. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. She's the and I was very confused as well. I yeah. also wrote love as the answer.
1: Yeah. No, okay. So unlocked. technically, her—it's
0: she's the fifth element. Um, but the love
1: unlocked
0: it. Yeah, the love unlocks her. Yeah,
1: she needs love.
0: Uh, easy bake oven. These, that is the that's the most industrial looking. Easy. Yeah, this I've is ever seen. that must be
1: the first. Iteration, it looks, Lime green. it's depressing. It looks like some kind of a gulag. <laughs>
0: yes. This looks Russian. Yeah. Uh, um,
1: okay. Uh, this is tough. I mean, my mind immediately These throws, are hard. These okay. are not
0: games even so much because they're objects. Well, really look, entities. you, you
1: got to play like Hollywood exact brain, right? Okay. So the first way to craft a movie is like, what's another successful movie, right? Okay. So okay. I look at the Easy Bake Oven and I'm immediately thinking Ratatouille, right? I'm okay. immediately thinking, not literally, but I'm going.
0: Not this for this, ha-
1: this. this. Right. This has to be about a little chef.
0: Oh, like a tiny chef. For yeah. some
1: reason, it has to be about a chef so small that they need the tiniest of kitchens oh. and the tiniest of ovens.
0: What if it was like, okay, not this, but this, sure. but like, this is a guy who's like in a universe where he's like an elf or like some sort yeah. kind of like, war, like a dwarf or like sure. some of these Lord of the Rings things, yes. but he just wants to side quest it and bake. And if that's just his thing is he doesn't oh. want to be performative in the like warrior sense and he wants to go sure. and bake and the whole thing is like, can he run? A successful baking company when there's all this like you know his his dad and his brothers are off and battling and it's considered not gender normative in his society to be a baker
1: true this is a huge idea because i don't think you even realize what you've just done what i do not only have we come up with an easy bake oven movie mm-hmm. but i would argue this could also function as a keebler elf origin Oh my god. Right? Yes. It's both.
0: Yes, because it's that's both. not revealed to the So we end. get
1: Kenner puts up 50% of the budget, Keebler puts up the other 50% oh my god. of the budget. Oh This is this the new Lego score. movie. This is the new Lego movie.
0: And also we're also effectively selling East ovens to a whole new one, yeah. one, the other half of the population yeah. that was not uh, considered the target audience. Do you remember the queasy Bake oven? I feel like all you do is talk about like garbage-pale kids and Jason yeah. stuff. It's I like, like a, I like Mad TV. Gross or boy mad TV No, bad. it
1: was like they tried to make like a boys' easy bake oven.
0: They're like, what's the difference of, between sugar and spice and everything nice? Yeah. Is it just uh, worms and tails and puppies? It yeah. was like you
1: make like fucking mud cakes with gummy worms big and mu- shit like in, that. Yeah, big mud
0: pies. Yeah, okay. I was
1: really into it and I wanted it. My mom never got it for me, and then she got it for me for Christmas when I was like sixteen. <laughs> It's and so it old. meant a lot to me, but then I had to go through the ritual of like, oh, now I'm gonna make this. Yeah, <laughs> Look, you have to do it it.
0: it. it tastes terrible. Yeah, how many
1: worms did you put in there? Too many?
0: I think just
1: enough. I think that wasn't the problem. I think the uh, cake mix wasn't great. But you yeah, got Queezy you... Bake Oven.
0: Queezy Bake Oven, uh, the Keebler versus- That's Depple a sequel,
1: home. that's a sequel. So the first movie, Keebler Elves,
0: yeah, Easy
1: but... Bake Oven, the sequel, is Fell Kids, Queasy Bake Oven.
0: And then the tagline is hot crossover.
1: Hot crossover.
0: That's so good, that's hot so crossover. good, Troy. Right? Hey, also, nice to, nice to see you, Troy, it's been a... Nice to see you, Troy. Nice to see you,
1: Hyperbake Oven. <laughs> Hyperbake Oven.
0: I love this. Who we get directed on this one? Uh, let's see. This,
1: this feels like... This maybe feels like a like a Sean Levy, a Sean Levy.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: people can make Maudlin Yeah. okay effects-driven family films.
0: Yeah, so... Wait, we, are... say
1: we didn't... Uh, bop It, we didn't pick a director, did we? Oh, no,
0: who do Bop It? So, I mean, first thought... It goes to uh, it goes to James Wan. Okay, oh, like right. so James Wan
1: does bop it.
0: James Wan's bop it.
1: Tim Story does uh, the what was our first one? Oh, oh. Tim Story
0: did. Uh, what was it? It was the other. I know. Etch a sketch. No
1: memory. Right. Tim Story does etch a sketch.
0: Or like can not give it to Lord and Miller. They, I mean, they did some good with the Lego movie. Who thought? I like, think we
1: got to save. We want to. We want to give them their hottest pitch. Oh, I don't think we've hit hit that something that's Lord and Miller. Sean
0: Favreau did Chef. Maybe. Uh, wow. John Favreau to do a little, and he
1: loves he loves doing these uh, photorealistic CGI movies. And he already
0: yeah. did an Elf movie. Yeah, so
1: yeah, so John Favreau is gonna do Easy Bake
0: up. Malignant Two, Bobbit, yeah. um, Malignant Two, just hyper malignant. <laughs> okay, let's do one more of these. Yeah, okay. Let's do it.
1: Maybe this is the Lord
0: of the This is, oh yeah. Light bright. Light bright. I had Light this bright. was i was so into Lightbright. i feel like the, the issue of this is you're hitting into the etch sketch issue which is like well no
1: but see okay. this is why you got not this but this right okay. i'm just i'm looking at light bright, but what's the first thing that comes to mind sci-fi mm-hmm. oh right Ooh. like let's let's bring this into a whole different galaxy
0: okay Let's. this do has it. to be
1: a sci-fi premise this is about literally lighting up the stars okay you know
0: so it's about like an, uh, an entity that lights up stars or red the lightbright is the device or again i guess i'm always getting my mind around it. is it the mcguffin or is it the character
1: Maybe uh.
0: Like the Lightbrights are maybe the name of the creatures who who enact it.
1: Oh, you're thinking creatures. I was almost thinking like light brights they're like they're like starfighter pilots.
0: Oh I was thinking like Mid But like
1: the exhaust of their ships. But, oh. no, but now I hear what you're saying. The light brights are like a species. They were buying the universe together. Yes. It's like a quest for the light brights.
0: Or, or the light brights. We're following the light brights and they're being driven out of the universe by right. like the darkness or whatever. And we're like sure. being eaten up by... It's like some Doctor Who-like shit.
1: But it also... It could be like the abyss in space where they're Ooh. going deeper and deeper to find... like. Yes. What, what is controlling the universe? And it's the light brights.
0: And then what is controlling the light brights? The child at the center of 2001: Space odyssey Right, these
1: two kids—they're—they're they're the two gods in the universe. I think they're I the f- ones who control the light, right? This
0: is actually the plot of Under the Dome. I think no, no spoilers for the really? City King book. Under which the Dome. which is the same
1: plot as the uh, Simpsons movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think in that spoiler, if you haven't watched the TV show, it was awful, or the okay. book. Uh, but it yeah. turns out the dome is uh, aliens, really? alien, alien children who have put like. Put basically, the equivalent of like you know, uh, ants under a microscope, yeah. you know, or under a, a glass. No, that's what that ends up being about. That's what that's about. Yeah. So, they're like, yeah. so they have convince an alien child to like let them go. Wow, and well, they're yeah, that's a real awesome oh, one. Wow. wow,
1: wow, 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 meter.
0: It's like celestials and eternals, sure, yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. Like
0: the time, like the time, absolutely correct.
1: Right. Absolutely correct.
0: Thank you. It's like Sunshine Sister coming That would also be good. Uh, oh, I, of
1: I love Sunshine.
0: Sunshine has the best, it has a really good score, and yes. we, were on, we were watching- It's
1: now reused in everything.
0: We were watching Wonder Woman 1984, yep, and there's probably goes, is that the yep. score for Sunshine? It
1: went from being used in every trailer to now just being used in other movies. They just steal the score and put it in other movies.
0: That's Why can they do that? How can they do uh, that for that uh, specific score? It be legal. I think it was Hans, was it Hans Zimmer's score? It's
1: not, it? it's, uh, uh, what's his name?
0: Uh, Don,
1: yeah. no. I'm forgetting. Come it's on, not Jack. someone who's like one of the big composers. It's it was like fun. a weird Danny Boyle. I want to say it's like an electronic musician.
0: Oh, is it Jack Long? No. Okay, look it up. I'm
1: gonna look it up. I have the soundtrack. John Murphy. John Murphy. There we go. I was gonna say Don Murphy, but Don Murphy produced
0: Transformers.
1: John Murphy did the Sunshine soundtrack. Wow!
0: Wow! I think he's People an electronic musician. That'd be really mean as a parent. John Don. John Don Murphy.
1: John Don Murphy.
0: Yeah, the parents really wanted to say, like, John Don. So yeah. That's what it is. Uh, John Han- Don. Al- Hans Zimmer did do WW84.
1: But he didn't do that one. Not that one.
0: Which is punkered. I think that's yeah. why I'm remembering being the problem. is like, he yeah. didn't do the Sunshine score, so how do you get the rights to just put that yeah. in there?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, that means Danny Boyle will have to direct this movie.
1: Okay, Danny Boyle's is directing Lightbrite. That's
0: it. That's it. I love it. Um, so do you have time for one more? Or should we yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do one yeah, more. Let's do one more. Perfect. Thank you, by the way, so much for for staying and doing oh, all this nice and nice for nice. being a person in person.
1: Oh, okay. This, this I mean, is a, this is a perfect last one because this is going to take everything we've got to crack. This for.
0: is going to be, this has to be like an, an like a Bjork movie. This has got to be like some Lars von Trier study of... Interesting. I mean, maybe, what are we going to do with it? Maybe
1: it's Matthew Barney. Maybe we go full creamaster cycle with this. I can't remember
0: his name. But right, yes, but like maybe,
1: maybe the Slinky movie is non-narrative.
0: Well, here's what I was going to say, and I didn't want to, take off our
1: studio exec hats, put, put on, on our Cahiers de Cinéma.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, this is, I think this is an independently funded David Lynch movie. I, I know you guys yeah. thought I was going to go there, but like, yeah. no, this is I, a racer head. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Right, yeah. I think it's a I think it's a cursed object movie, but not in a plot-driven
0: way. No, in, a, in
1: more of a tone way.
0: Almost like a Maya Darren Meshes of the Afternoon. Yep. Uh huh. Like it's, it's just. It's definitely slinky.
1: black and white.
0: Yeah, it's the Slinky as a, as a cursed object as an yeah. unnatural. Right. Yeah, it's just Slinky in different environments. It's right. not supposed to be in. So right. like a Slinky in the middle of the woods, like that's upsetting.
1: Yeah. Minimal dialogue.
0: Yeah, so stuff is happening around the Slinky. Maybe yeah. there's like you see a fight from like the perspective of a Slinky. So it's just like a man and woman fighting in the woods, and yeah. like, Kills her and then you're just like lying there with the body and you're just slinky. You're Ambient a, noise you know,
1: soundtrack.
0: Yes, right. Slinky head, I think, is exactly where I'm. And like moment.
1: people call it a horror movie, but then horror fans watch it and they're like, "That's it, not scary." It,
0: however, A24 did produce it, so right. it's like a, it's they tricked wrong. people.
1: Yeah. yeah, people went and saw it, got upset at the mall. Is yeah. this an
0: Ari film? Possibly.
1: I no, because I
0: think that's I th- your narrative. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: It's scary, but slinky. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it it's could
1: it's, be, you know, it could be um, Robert Eggers.
0: Yeah. Oh wow. Could it could be, be Robert, Robert Eggers. Eggers.
1: It could be Robert Eggers. Slinky.
0: It could also be uh David. What David? Not David Mitchell. The guy who did uh. David um, Lowry? Under the Silver Lake.
1: No, that's yes. Uh, isn't he also David Mitchell? It's but isn't it a three-part name? Isn't it David, David something Mitchell? Something David Mitchell.
0: Is it Robert, Robert David, David Mitchell? Mitchell? But then then I think I'm just confusing Mitchell and Webb. People yeah. like David Robert Mitchell. Uh, maybe. Hey, uh, I was absolutely thinking of the Eddie Murphy delirious ending about the, the slinky. So. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah that's that's yeah.
0: right. It's a spiritual film. It's
1: think, a spiritual film. I
0: think it is. It's like, yeah, I love it, guys. This has been great. Um, this has been fun. Glad yeah. to glad to end on this note. Slinky has erased your head. Slinky. slinky has guys go to sleep tonight. Just thinking about why. Think about Slink. Think yeah. about how somebody created just a. Uh, iron Coil, and was like, yeah. for kids. It's for that's kids. Like, for for that's like Proxy Cell. For kids. For
1: kids. Oh, Larry Fessenden Slinky. I like that idea. Larry Fessenden. Slinky. I love Larry Fessenden.
0: Fessenden. Uh, what is he, why am I the name like, um, Oh, wait, wait. I know. I'm to, like, the Delaware region. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the Glass Eye Picks guy. Yeah. He's picks, in
1: charge of that. Graham yeah. Resnick
0: and him. Yes, like, Graham Resnick absolutely. is yes. my buddy from Delaware. Yes. We're yes. Just, I don't have, like, the... Cool New York connections, but yep. I do have the four people from Delaware that I know. Larry's like
1: the king of like New York uh, indie horror.
0: He's got like he looks like Jack Nicholson who's yes. just missing a tooth. Yes, correct.
1: Yeah, correct. That's correct. Exactly. The rules. I was in a, a, a movie of his that went straight to Chiller, oh,
0: which I think it? is now
1: perhaps a defunct cable channel devoted to horror
0: movies. No, Chiller's still around. Does it still exist? Yeah, Chiller's definitely. I feel there.
1: like Shudder has really eaten Chiller's lunch.
0: But there, you have to remember, there are people who like when we go to some, like NerdConx parents. They're people sure. who just watch
1: TV. Who so. just watch TV? Sure. Okay. Uh, it was a movie called Beneath, about a bunch of teens going out in a rowboat and then a, there's I a prehistoric s- fish that tries to eat them all.
0: I might have seen this movie. You might have seen it? I might, might have seen, seen it. it.
1: Spoilers, um, I get eaten by a
0: fish. Oh, no. I, I've seen I Can See You, which is like their- Yeah. yeah yes. A, yes. That's a fantastic one. Yes. Um.
1: Grammaristic he, Rules. He worked on that so movie. So yeah. Movie. Awesome, awesome dude.
0: Guys, if you played the game Until Dawn, Graham Resnick is the yeah. director of that game. Right, which...
1: he and Larry wrote that whole thing together. Yeah. yeah. And Graham, yeah, Graham was like my best friend in the woods of Connecticut
0: for like a month. We just
1: nerd out about movies. We
0: know so many of the same people. We know
1: so many of the same That's
0: people. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's great to have finally met you though. So the, nice. Collect like, yes. the confluence of the yes. universal laugh. for this. Absolutely. Where can people find you? I mean, I'm sure people know, but where can they find you?
1: Uh I'm griff lighting on social media, but I'm always uh one step away from abandoning social media forever. So follow at your own peril. Yeah. Um Blink Check is the is the best place to find me. Uh Blink Check with Griffin David wherever podcast are found. We're doing the John Carpenter movies, as we said earlier. So Christine just came out today.
0: Oh wow. We're I going can, chronologically
1: can, through all of them. So it's I been a real that. good run. Yeah, because we've gotten to do like Halloween, uh fog, escape from New York. The thing Christine in a row. That's a that's, that's a good pretty run of good. Yeah, dang. And then I think next is Starman.
0: I have not seen Starman. Starman's actually. good. I don't think I've seen Christine either. Starman's I'm,
1: good. And then I we've recorded that one. The next one we have to record this week is In the Mouth of Madness, which I've never seen before. I'm so good, dude. There hit me
0: up on. after you've seen that. I will. About yeah. just know about this the blue scene. Yeah, that's the big scene in that movie. Okay,
1: um, so. yeah, you can listen to the podcast and then watch me on the schmodown
0: yeah you've got do you have a match coming up or are you just waiting for the result of uh who wins the next one live, live show oh. live show
1: new york october 9th I yeah think tickets still available and i think then, i still let go hey yeah that'd be very cool that
0: would be very cool. um
1: and then I'm, I'm in the teams division too with uh
0: Oh, with Khan? Jeffrey King
1: Khan yeah. I think is a beast. I think people don't know how good this guy is.
0: King Arthur is the name of your team? King
1: Arthur because I'm Arthur and he's the king.
0: And you have a match coming up against, uh, I believe the, it, it's the Lon and, and Paul. Yes, okay, I'm forgetting so team
1: so names, but it's, it's
0: uh, a Lon final exam. Yes, right? final yeah. exam. Yes. Oh, that's going to be hard to vote for because was yep. over here recording podcast earlier today, so my alliances are slit. I'm gonna have to recuse uh, myself. It'll
1: be on the edge of your seat. I watched that match.
0: Gotta see it. Yeah. Um, as for me, you can find me. I'm Video Drew. It's one word across all social media. Um, ooh,
1: ooh. Best of luck in New York. Can't wait to see Best it. Best
0: of luck in. Oh, from nerd He's in the next room. Look at that. Yeah. Um, you I'm can have come. to pay him fifteen dollars. Yeah, he's $15. gonna demand that back. I'm you can
1: suck just- on this. Uh, so quickly while you finish saying.
0: <laughs> so you can find me uh, at Video Drew across all social. You can also find me now at anchor.fm backslash video drew or look up Content Candy wherever podcasts are found. What? Yeah, on iTunes and everything. It's yeah. the name of my overall network. Amazing. Do you like it? it's like it's like yeah. no mum's for your ears. I That's like it. Yeah, it's so good. You're not You're not numbs. Or you can check me out on this channel. Please hit a like and subscribe. I always forget to say this. Comment, do all that yeah, stuff. Yes. Just assume that like I'm gonna say the things that all your podcasts are right. supposed to say. Like write to
1: your local senators. Write
0: to your senators, yeah. leave a review, yeah. five stars, yes. comment rate, blah, blah, yeah. blah. It helps with keeping the lights on. Yeah. Uh we really appreciate you. Like sponsorship by, you know, XY here. And um yeah, we do the Video Chronic Quizzes, Mondays and Thursdays, Tuesdays Cinema Bias. Uh, we're starting our thing. It's not like a, it's not fighting off blank check, but we are, did the, all the films of John Patrick Stanley.
1: I assure you, it is not a proprietary concept. <laughs> we do not lay claim.
0: Now we're doing James Mangold, starting cool. with Kate and Leopold, because cool. I think he has a very schizophrenic career. He has a very bizarre
1: career. I'm looking forward to yeah, doing it. Yeah, very bizarre career.
0: Um, and then, yeah, check out everything that I, I do. It's great. And this show is every other uh, Sunday. And then... It, the Saturdays intermingling with it usually, like the opposite ones are me and Adam Collins doing Why Are We Like This? about our pitbull pop culture moments and artifacts. Uh, This week it was the same week, but usually it's not. Mine
1: would be about renting the Hell Kids movie 15 times. Will you come on and talk about that one week? Yeah,
0: happily. Okay, awesome. Okay guys, uh, we're gonna see you later and thank you. Bye bye. Uh, Yeah. (laughs)